All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this going. This is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Leonardo, a.k.a. Leo the Lion. Thank you very much for joining me here in Omaha, Nebraska. Ladies and gentlemen, we um, are in quite a fight here politically and culturally. We are uh, a state being divided and being infiltrated by refugees and by democratic ideologies that are not ours. So follow me on this adventure, ladies and gentlemen. It is June 29th, 2022. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, so the first thing I want to get to uh, um, is uh, Mike Flood. Uh, and Mike Flood is the uh, special election that was held for Mike Flood and Patty Brooks. Um, Patty Brooks being the Democrat, she is. Um, and Mike Flood being the Rhino uh, Republican, uh, he is. Well, uh, Mike Flood defeated Pansy Brooks in the special election. So uh, that brings the gov- uh, Governor Pete Ricketts, my man right there, um, to seek applicants to fill Mike Flood's seat. Uh, that, that seat will uh, need to be filled until January 2025, okay, ladies and gentlemen? But that does not mean that our process is over as far as this congressional district, ladies and gentlemen, because this uh, this is this this special election is pretty pretty important, guys. Um, the FBI did set up Fortenberry, and that's why Fortenberry got um, he only got probation. A lot of people are freaking out and they're saying, "Oh, how could you lie to the FBI and only get probation?" Well, first of all, the FBI and and their and in their own court transcripts, I can go to the own court transcripts where the FBI literally states that they actually knew. Fortenberry told them that, hey, this money just came into my account. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm going to try to send it back, but it's going to take a couple days. The FBI knew that. They still tried to get him under entrapment, which is just one of the reasons why he was why he was given probation. The FBI is in the middle of purging the real Republicans within the system right now, guys. So it's a very, very troubling time. But um, the fight between Brooks and Flood... It's not over. They will be competing again in November 8th in the general election to either maintain or gain their position in Nebraska's first congressional district, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, but I do want to uh, give a, a shout out to Mike Floodman. Bravo for you um, um, attaining that seat. We support you, my man. But, um, you know, getting into it, I, I also want to say this, ladies and gentlemen, um, because, and, and it behooves me to say this. I, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think P- uh, Patty Brooks is a bad person at all. It's not that at all. Like, I honestly think Patty Brooks is an old school Democrat that's trying to be new school. And that within itself just fucked her up. Her, or, excuse my language, but her trying to, trying to act and put on the show with a new with a new generation. You know what I mean. And no matter what generation it is, I remember being a kid. And one thing I I always well always remember is I know when you're being fake. 
like especially children when you're a chi- when you're a child man it's not what you're really saying to a child it's what's in your eyes children like they go off of the feeling you know what i mean like the feeling of it you know what i mean because they're still they're still a lot a lot more pure than any of us man you know what i'm saying but i honestly think that patty brooks kind of defeated herself with this um, uh, presidential run. And I mean that, like, I, because, like, even when she talked about healthcare, this is one of the things that she was talking about. So she said she will work for healthcare that's affordable, accessible, letting doctors decide on health needs for their patients, not politicians. She supported upgrading infrastructure that would create good paying jobs. She realizes inflation is a global issue and we need a fair, equitable, uh, equitable tax system with programs to create a safety net for struggling families. Other important issues include quality public education, free preschool, supporting LGBTQ concerns, supporting the minorities, lifting the cap on Social Security and expanding Medicare and finding a way to include the dreamers in our society. So a lot of you can tell a lot of the things that she was saying is a lot of. A lot of ideologies that are only driven by the youth that have no understanding of economics. They have no understanding of uh, even in, in, in general of where the Nebraska State Constitution actually comes from. I guarantee that most of the youth have no idea how important the state of Nebraska actually was to the Civil War. And how important we were to the Founding Fathers for crying out loud. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take you down um, uh, a his- history lane, uh, history lane, real quick, because I hear you always hear this out of the Democrats' mouth, especially you know what I mean. Even with even uh, for, unfortunately, even with Senator Brooks, you know, I, I you're literally trying. Like once again, I think you defeated yourself because you were trying to be a new school Democrat when you yourself didn't believe in anything. You don't believe. Come on now, you don't believe in in in. Including quality, uh, or um, I'm sorry, equitable an equitable tax system, and how oh she in, she realizes inflation is a global issue. You know, you know full well that inflation is not a global issue. You know full well that other countries act off of other different forms of currency, and not only that, you know full well that the way American our American economics work, it's the IMF bank, it's the IRS. You know full well the IRS was never put. We never voted on the IRS. You know full well that the IRS is still operating illegally till this day. But you choose to not educate the youth and actually inform them like, hey, guys, I know this is going to be sounding like a conspiracy theorist and all this, but hey, so this is actually true. And I can tell you why. But you you choose like to lie to the youth and drive and, and once again and, and also do this you you chose to drive the idea that oh my god roe versus wade you know what i'm gonna lie to the youth i'm gonna lie to the youth and i'm going to try to antagonize them and build their anger up and, and drive more anger all across nebraska and then when shootings happens when people are out there getting in wrecks because they're totally smashed drunk and stuff like that you won't mention that at all. You won't mention the gang violence. She'll never talk about that. And if you do talk about that, she'll she'll say it's well, it's called gun violence. It's not called gang violence. No, it's it's literally human violence. And you help drive that narrative, especially with the narrative of now that Roe versus Wade is overturned. 
Oh, suddenly everywhere abortion is, it's all legal. Oh my God, women are back in the 18th century. You know full well that you could have helped the youth. I mean, at least, at least, at least uh, KMTV3 News got it right. Mark, as of right now, nothing has changed here in Nebraska. Abortion is still legal. Of course, <laughs> many are concerned that will change in the near future, but doctors and advocates urge people to continue seeking care in the meantime. At least they're getting it right. A moment of sadness and then a big sleeve roll up. The work of some doctors and advocates to fight against an abortion ban in Nebraska started long ago and continues following the Supreme Court's decision. But they say nothing has changed yet. Abortion and other care that may be affected yeah. by a ban is still legal in the state. Nothing's changed which I think is really important at this very moment for people because I see nothing's changed. What did she just say? I want to hear this again. What did she just say? Nothing's changed, which I think is really important at this very moment for people because I think a lot of people are pretty um, concerned appropriately. So nothing's changed. But the, the Democratic Party have been have been tweeting out to harass, intimidate their colleagues. They've been calling out for firebombing the fucking courthouse downtown. Excuse my language. And does the FBI do 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 it? Do they visit their house and do they give them a talking to? At least talk to them about. Hey, listen. Like I know the Democrats can get away with it, but I don't think you should just openly tweet for firebombing the courthouse downtown. Do they get do they get investigated in any way, type of fashion? Oh no. But Herbster, oh my god. Oh my god. There's accusations that went out supposedly that happened seven weeks ago. But now that we're at the election race, suddenly a bunch of women come out and claim that, that he's uh, he's a misogynistic. Even even Slamma got in on that, didn't you, Slamma, you lying sack of shit? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's 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 honest. I support, and, and don't get me wrong. I support a lot of things what Slamma has done. She's one of the youngest, um, co uh, one of the youngest uh, congressional leaders in Nebraska. I I, I support. I, I amend her. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to call you out for your hypocrisy. You should never have taken that money from the ADL to actually drive that bullshit agenda. Because look at us now, Slamma. Look at us now. Look at the fight we're having to deal with now. All because you drove the narrative. And Herbster, he should have won the seat and he still should be involved in it ladies and gentlemen it's just it's it's a shame guys but um one of the first things i want to get to ladies and gentlemen because once again i i, I want it i want when you come to subliminal message studios and you're getting information from me guys i always wanted to involve history because we we need to remember in order to stop repeating what we are doing in the present and what's going on in the future we need to remember our past so we can do better as an individual, not as a group, but as an individual. The group will never get better if the individuals are sick within the group. The group itself becomes sick. Um, but I also want to say this. If any of you really, really think that um, America is so radicalized, you know what I mean? You hear that from other countries and you hear that from the libtards all the time, you know what I mean? Especially when it involves guns. You know, somehow in their minds, like Senator Megan Hunt and Brooks and uh, McCavanaugh and uh, and uh, 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 Vargas, somehow in their minds, the right to carry a weapon in self-defense 
That's debatable, and in, in Megan, in Megan voices in Megan in one of Megan's voice. That's debatable, but um, marriage. That's not debatable. You know, um, uh, gender equality, that's not debatable. You know what I mean? All, all the things that she believes in, none of that's debatable. But everything that we believe in, oh, my God, well, that's definitely debatable. And that's not in the Constitution, by the way. The Constitution doesn't state that. Even Pansy Brooks, I crap you not, and I played it yesterday. Even Pansy Brooks stated that, well, the Supreme Court made a decision on carrying and having weapons and we should respect that decision. But now here we are. The Supreme Court has made a decision involving abortion and abortion rights. And, 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 and all they did is give it and leave it up to the state. It will be up to the state. If you want to be a state that kills that and that, that wants to be a state that loves killing human life and not building up human life and not finding out other intricate ways and beautiful ways of having human life be educated and, and really, and I mean that educated and I mean not focus on the raising the child up to be smart. I mean focus on raising the child up to be intelligent and intellectual. There is a very big difference. But I, I want when you come to Subliminal, uh, Subliminal Message Studios, I want you guys to really, really get some real information from you guys. And I, I don't think the youth, especially right here in Nebraska, and I don't know why. I don't know why the Republicans aren't really, really informing the youth right now and holding rallies and actually telling the youth, hey, you guys have no idea how important Nebraska actually was to the start of the Civil War. Shit, if it wasn't for John Brown... And the no-name Republicans that are in Nebraska, the Civil War might have never happened. It was because of the no-names, and and that's that's what they uh, that's what they called them in Nebraska. They called them no-name Republicans, but it was because of the no-name Republicans in Nebraska. It was because of men that saw other men, no matter their creed, color, or race. They were seeing them getting hanged, and I can and I'm gonna get and I want to get to a story. Actually, I'm gonna get to it here in a little bit. Um, the, uh, as I go through this little history spiel, but we are so important to true equality in the world. The things that uh, the no-name uh, Republicans did in America literally, literally started the Civil War because we here in Nebraska are the first, basically, ones that said, "Yeah." We're not playing around. We will go to these people's houses. We're not going to talk to them. We are going to kill them because they have dubbed themselves an enemy to society. And not just an enemy to society. They have dubbed themselves an enemy to themselves and everyone else around them. I can go to a story of John Brown, and I, 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 I want to get to it, but I'm going to give you a short little spiel of it. So John Brown was a no-name Republican here, a no-name Republican, a very famous no-name Republican here in the state of Nebraska. And um, after learning of these five Southerners that they themselves um, may or may not have owned slaves, but one of their direct, um, one of them d directly can be quoted, and you can actually look back one of the direct quotes that came out of this Southerner's mouth, and he said, "Every white man should be killing a uh, n-word at least once a day." Well, John Brown said, "You know what, dude? I'm done with this. I'm done with us talking with these people. They clearly, clearly think hanging people, hanging human beings." These Democrats are pushing this narrative of hanging human beings and owning human beings. We're not dealing with it anymore. We're not talking to these people. These people need to be scourged from the planet. And you know what John Brown and the other no-name Republicans did? They went to that house and they killed all five of them cold-bloodedly. Cold-bloodedly. 
I'm going to tell the history for what it is. But I want you to really realize what that said in the stone because that informed the rest of the Southerners. You will no longer enslave any human being. Every human being is endowed with freedom. And we are no longer talking to you because you have made yourself an enemy to everyone around you. So whenever you hear about someone saying, oh my God, America is so radical and the Republicans are so radical, bitch, excuse my language, I'm sorry, this is the third cuss word, I'm, try, I'm going to cut it off after this, but bitch, you have no idea how radical the state of Nebraska can become when you piss us off when the, with these radical agendas, with your enslavement agendas of this whole gender equality and gender equity. It is one of the most racist things. I mean, speaking of race, racial things, P Patty Brooks, she's so democratic. She believes so much in protecting minority neighborhoods that you can just most recently see her at her little get together. And in the picture, guess what? It's all white people. She is around a bunch of white people at a bar, all laughing, and it's a bunch of white people deciding, you know what I mean, what they're going to do and what they're going to decide for other people's life, right? How about now? How about now? Because you lost, and Jane Fleming Cleve is one of the reasons you lost. You know why she lost? Because I exposed her and her little Antifa boyfriend helping her with ballots and helping her set up political system. What kind of candidate has Antifa set up right next to them? Antifa, knowing full well that they don't give a shit about your family, they would probably firebomb your house, Patty, if you said something they didn't like. But you operate with friends that will just... Openly state, hey guys, let's riot, let's, oh my god, let's firebomb the police station all across Reddit, all across Twitter. And it pisses me off more, man, because, you know, I, I whether I, I am a big advocate for the uh, police, and if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know that. I'm a big advocate for the police, but what they are doing right now is honestly just pissing me off. I saw it coming. I knew it was coming because they were being infiltrated in their police unions by the World Health Organization and giving this and giving them and indoctrinating them through medical jargon and medical scrutiny and medical science that is pseudoscience within them, within itself. Kind of like Anthony Fauci changing the definition of fully vaccinated, changing the definition of gain of functions in December 17th. 2017 look that shit up yeah he changed the definition of gain of functions and fully vaccinated in December 17th in 2017 that's how these people work that's how that's how these these sick minded plays that's how they get the Democrats and the Republicans just play off of each other and keep them fighting about what they lied about instead of actually solving the lie itself <clears throat> it's unfucking believable man but um, once again, I want to give you guys some history, and I want to inform you guys on how important Nebraska actually was to not only the Civil War, but to freedom, all real freedom. I don't mean of uh, this democratic form of freedom where it's only free when the group decides this should be free. You know what I mean? No, I mean real freedom all across the board, individual freedom. Individual freedom, it is not the government's choice, and it's not the government's decision of whether or not you have a freedom, it is their obligation to uphold your freedoms and make sure you have those freedoms. 
It's when you personally F them up. That's when you are in judgment of your other citizens of whether or not your freedom should be taken away. It's called an open free republic. And it's amazing to me and how I have to explain that. We are we have never been a democracy. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing I want to start uh, start off with, guys, is the Kansas Nebraska the Kansas Nebraska Act. Okay, now in the early 1850s, uh, around 1852, voters went to the polls in a presidential contest between candidate Winfield Scott and Democratic candidate Franklin Pierce. See, both of these men are going to uh, play a pretty big, uh, significant part, by the way. So, um, uh, Scott, um, in his speeches. He focused on 40-year-old battles during the War of 1812 and the weather. And um, uh, also in New York, he was known as Old Fuss and Feathers. Now, um, he also made a very cryptic speech involving a thunderstorm that never did occur. And um, uh, apparently uh, that speech within a time, kind of like John F. Kennedy's speech, um, left the crowd in, um, in awful suspicion. Now, Pierce was a supporter of the Young American Movement of the Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. You can look those guys up. The Young American Movement was actually the future of the KKK Party. Yeah. If you look up the Democratic uh, history, they are they have been one of the most racist, and they still are the most racist uh, uh, political party in America. And that's why it, it, it just blows my mind when I see people, uh, if you want to get racial, it, when, it blows my mind when I see black people endorsing the Democratic Party. It blows my mind. It's absolutely amazing. Now, um, in their own words, like I said, Pierce was a supporter of a young American movement in the Democratic Party, and they enthusiastically anticipated extending slavery all around the world. It's one of the things that they really, really wanted. And they also wanted to annex uh, additional territory for the United States. Now, um, the the uh, the 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 war, or I guess the calm, uh, you know, the sexual calm, really kind of broke out in 1854, and that was the issue over slavery in the territory and in the in the territory of Kansas. Now, the, both pressure had been building up in Missouri and Iowa with the no-name Republicans in, uh, in both of those states and the Southerners in both of those states that still had slave plantations. And they were still, they were literally hanging slaves and throwing them on the no-name Republican lands as a show of force. I mean, if you want to know the real history of what happened during the Kansas-Nebraska Act, believe me, these Southerners were sick, sadistic human beings they were putting in all type of legality and you can kind of still see this the same type of legislations that the democratic party like puts in now and you can kind of see where it comes from or what they were doing back then in the 1800s and stuff like that and so um missouri and iowa they had been admitted admitted into the union uh, as a free state in 1846 Right now, uh, northern farmers who wanted the federal government to survey the land and put out and put it up for sale so they can stop slavery in their northern states. Right now, promoters of the transcontinental Ra uh, railroad were also pushing for this westward expansion. And um, if you if you want to know the real history of the transcontinental railroad and um, where that really 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 got um, their start from, JP uh, JP Morgan, um, you know, and the uh, 
oligarch that they became and the elite the elitist uh, type of uh, the the elites that they became and they still operate today and, he, and even in the midwest it's pj morgan ladies you said it's it's out of this world they literally just switched them around and they think everyone's so stupid not to make like you know make the coincidence but anyways ladies and gentlemen so Southerners had long opposed the Wilmot Provision stipulation that slavery should not expand into the West. So by 1850s, many of the South were also growing uh, resentful of the Missouri Compromise of 1820. And uh, of course, uh, during these times, there are a whole bunch of different scrimmages going on within itself, guys. So um, and now um, attitudes towards, towards slavery in the 1850s more um, more represented by a variety of regional uh, factions throughout the South, slaveholders entrenched themselves in defense of their way of life. You know what I'm saying? There, you know, that's my slave. You know what I'm saying? Which depends on the ownership of the slave. So the slave never had a chance of, hey, could I ever buy my way out of this slavery? No, is you are a slave for right. Now the abolitionists or in the no name Republicans. Such as William Lord uh, Gore, uh, William Lloyd Garrison and John Brown had cast slavery as a national sin and called for its immediate end, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the, uh, what began as the Republican Party, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. They are mainly called the No Name, the No Name Men. Now, Bosonists and the Bosonists um, remained a minority, uh, and you know I don't want to say they remained a minority. They remained uh, um, a significant part of certain factions of town. You know what I'm saying? But the majority of the Southerners were around there because the Democrats, which were the Southerners and still are until uh, this day, um, they wanted slavery. So the I ideology of, of getting rid of slavery was not enthusiastic between everyone in, in America, even the states that were in the middle of slavery, you know what I'm saying? Such as Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and Nebraska. They're right in the middle of, uh, middle of it. But it was the no-name Republicans and those abolitionists that really, really stood up and said, yeah, we're not dealing with this anymore. We're not going to allow you kill human beings just because you want to. We're not going to allow you to cut off their hands so you can stop them from running away. We're not going to allow you to keep their children inside of your home so you can rape them and keep the parents out of the house, kind of like they do now with welfare programs. That, that's, that's what the Southerners used to do back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. This shit gets deep. They used to keep the children inside the house keep the parents outside. They'd allow the mother to come in, but they'd never allow the father to come in. So they can have their way with the children and they can indoctrinate the children, make them believe what the, you know what I mean, what they want them to believe. Yes, good little N-word. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it still gets and it still still happens to this day. Now, um, in 1840, the Liberty Party, whose members came uh, came from the ranks of ministers, was founded. This group sought to work within the existing political system, a strategy Garrison and others rejected. Meanwhile, the Free Soil Party—that's my—that's that's my shit right there. The Free Soil Party committed itself to ensuring that white laborers would find work in newly acquired territories and not have to compete with unpaid slaves. See, this is this is where it really, really gets intricate. Okay, so this is my shit right here guys and this like i said uh, learning this will really really inform you of why um, nebraska got us unit caramel and, and why nebraska is so important and and just how radical nebraska truly can be when you piss us off 
So it's important to know, even among those who opposed the expansion of slavery in the West, very important attitudes towards slavery existed. Some anti-slavery Northerners wanted the West to be the best country for poor whites to go and seek opportunity. They did not want white workers to have to compete with white uh, with slave labor, a contest that they believed demeaned white labor. Radical abolitionists, in contrast, evasion uh, envisioned the end of all slavery and a society of equal. Uh, of equality between blacks and whites, and the no-name men followed that. Others opposed slavery in principle, but believed that the best approach was colonization and settling freed slaves in a colony in Africa. You see how that works out, ladies and gentlemen? So, once again, uh, once again, it was, uh, it was the growing movement of the wanting to get rid of uh, slaves in the north, but also the wanting to get uh, to the the wanting to keep eugenics because there is a big practice of eugenics in the early 1800s, ladies and gentlemen, especially around the north. There is a big practice of eugenics, and that slowly went into Germany, and then and Germany uh, pr uh, picked up eugenics, and that became uh, what we would see as the Third Reich, and it's still practiced, and that's still practiced to this day. Actually, what we're living in is the Fourth, maybe even the Fifth Reich right now. I'd say the Fourth Reich was operating in the 1960s through the 1990s, and what we are in is more or less the Fifth Reich. But you can, uh, but um, getting getting back into this, uh, getting back into it, ladies and gentlemen. So um, uh, these different factions were agitating for the settlement of Kansas and Nebraska. Leaders of the Democratic Party in 1853 and 1854 they sought to bind their party together in the aftermath of an intra-party. The fights over the distribution of patronage uh, jobs. So Illinois Democratic S Senator Stephen Douglas believed. He had found a solution, and this is where the Unicaramo kind of comes in with uh, Nebraska. So the Kansas-Nebraska Bill Act, right? That would promote party unity and also satisfy his colleagues from the South who detested the Missouri Compromise line. Now, in January in 1854, Douglas introduced the bill. The act created two territories, Kansas directly west of Missouri and Nebraska west of Iowa. The act also applied the principle of popular sovereignty, dictating that the people of these territories would decide for themselves whether to adopt slavery and a concession crucial to many Southerners. The proposed bill would also repeal the 3630 line from the Missouri Compromise. Douglas hoped his bill would increase his political capital and provide a step forward on his quest for the presidency. So Douglas also wanted the territory organized in hopes of placing the eastern termites of a transcontinental railroad in Chicago, by the way. Now, rather than St. Louis or New Orleans. And um, old maps actually kind of outline, if you're looking at this on video, then you can kind of see it right there. They kind of outline the the first, I mean, this is, there's older maps, but this, they kind of outline the first structural of Nebraska and Iowa. And even you can kind of see uh, Omaha right here. It's it's very, 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 very intricate. It's, it's very, very um, cool, too. I, I, I love history, ladies and gentlemen. I honestly do. But seeing these old maps like this really, really, really shows. Because you can actually see where Omaha was right there and smack in the middle. Because Omaha within itself was actually supposed to be a part of Iowa, Um 
we kind of stole that from them. Um, there was a little scrimmage, uh, scrimmages between uh, between um, uh, abolishness uh, themselves. You know what I mean? Different families, I'd say, uh, over Omaha. Um, but you can look that up in your own time. So um, uh, this and, and but this uh, uh, Kansas Nebraska Act came with heated debate, and this was kind of the beginning of the Civil War within itself. So Congress narrowly passed the Kansas Nebraska Act. This move had major political consequences. The Democrats divided along sectional lines as a result of the bill, and the Whig Party in the decline in the early 1850s found its political power slipping further. Now, the Kansas-Nebraska Act gave rise to the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. So this is, like I said, this is where you kind of get the um, no-name Republicans. First, you know what I mean? Uh, in the beginning, they were just called no-names that were kind of living in the Nebraska territory. They did not have no political affiliation because Nebraska within itself was not actually known and uh, recognized by the Union as an actual state. It was considered no-man's land, basically. But Nebraska... The, you know, those minority abolitionists, you know what I mean, as they would call them, or those radical no-name Republicans, no-name men, were the ones that really, really decided, we're not taking this anymore. We're not taking men or women that believe in, in enslaving another human being. We're not talking to them anymore. We're not allowing their seeds to progress anymore. We are going to kill them. So once again, if you ever think, that we're radical right now, believe me, we should go back and we should go back to that radicalization. I know that's I, and I know that's radical within saying that, but I do think we should go back to that radicalization so we can actually show America, we can show the world what freedom is actually about. Because back then, I'm going to say this again, back then, if you even whispered, if you even whispered a hint and you were in the Nebraska Territory, if you even whispered a hint of, I won't hang me a slave, you would get shot in your house, you would have people come to your house, and you are dead. We might not kill your family and your kid, or your, your, your wife and your kids, but you are dead. You are dead. So, note that shit, guys. And once again, Nebraska is a real reason why the Republican Party really, really got a rise. It was because of the abolitionists and the no-name Republicans, the no-name men that decided to take a stand and saw real evil for what it is, because it wasn't just it wasn't just the uh, Southerners that these uh, that, um, the abolitionists and the no-name men were going after. They were also going after the Northerners. And I'm going to get into that too. The Northerners that believed in segregation. They didn't believe in slavery, but they still believed in segregating segregation. You'll see uh, stories uh, like stories of John Brown that, um, um, like I said, he, he walked into a house full of Southerners and he said, yeah, guys, I'm not talking to you anymore. You know, you had your chance for discussion. We're trying to tell you that you cannot keep on hanging black people because I want to hang me a black person every day. And of course, they didn't say black person back then. Well, it was the no-name men. It was the abolitionists that said, yeah, we're not doing that shit no more. We're not doing it anymore. We are not doing it anymore. So once again, 
The Kansas-Nebraska Act gave rise to the Republican Party, a new political party that attracted Northern Whigs, Democrats who shunned the Kansas-Nebraska Act, members of the Free Soil Party. Like I said, those are my white party shit right there. The Free Soil Party actually kind of grew into... into um, a different formation of the Nebraska Guard. But um, members of the Free Soil Party and assorted abolitionists, indeed, with the formation of the Republican Party, the Free Soil Party ceased to exist, ladies and gentlemen. So the, uh, once again, the Free Soil Party, they kind of formed themselves into an act of militia because they were, they, they, they were a bunch of no name gentlemen that were living in the Nebraska area that did not believe in slavery one little bit. The Free Soil Party, the Bosnessness, and the no name men, these militias who kind of became into the Republican Party. And that's where the Republican Party gets their roots. You know, from 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 men that decided we're, we're not going to take slavery anymore. We're going to treat everyone equally. But the Democrat Party, oh, the Democrat Party. Well, they came, they came from the KKK movement. They came from the party of eugenics. They sided with the Northerners that were practicing eugenics and wanted to still uh, practice segregation. They didn't believe in slavery, but they still wanted to practice segregation. And it was the free so it was the members of these types of militias, the Free Soil Party, the abolitionists, the No Name Republicans. It was these types of militias, these types of groups that decided, yeah, you guys have no play anymore. So the new Republican Party pledged itself to preventing the spread of slavery into the territories and railed and railed against the slave power infuriating the South. As a result, the party became a solidarity northern political organization. As never before, the U.S. political system was polarized along sectional fault lines. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, it was polarized, all right. It was so polarized. So in 1855 and in 1856, pro- and anti-slavery activists flooded Kansas with the intention of influencing the popular sovereignty rule of the territories. Now, pro-slavery um, um Missionaries who crossed the border to vote in Kansas became known as the Borden Ruffians. Uh, Ruffians, I'm sorry. These gained the advantage of winning the territory elections, most likely through voter uh, fraud and illegal vote uh, counting. And um, this, uh, well, I also want to include. Uh, I also want to include this. The reason why they're saying it was most likely done through uh, voter fraud or illegal vo uh, vote counting is because the counting systems were put in place by the Southerners. And the Southerners and the Southerners were in control of the ballot process of the, the, ballot, the ballot boxes within themselves. So it was up to the Northerners to kind of go in there and make sure that their ballots actually stayed in the ballot box within themselves. So... I'm going to get to uh, so I'm going to get to that. This brings me to this story, but this uh, but, but this came with a lot of scrimmages between Southerners and Northerners who both believe that they are committing voter fraud on both sides. The Northerners believe that they are simply trying to protect their voters in the ballot box, while the Southerners advocated for absolute voter fraud and illegal vote counting, which is once again that's why I I, I said. Um, 
the reason why they include um, the northerners or these, you know, the, the border ruffians um, practicing voter fraud is because the southerners were in control of the voter ballot boxes themselves. Now, that's not to say that there was a voter fraud on both sides. What I am saying is maybe this time this voter fraud was for the greater good when you are talking about the control of another human being simply based on the color of their skin. But nowadays, the youth and even the adults are so brainwashed, they have no idea what the democratic system and the democratic party actually comes from. So, um, this goes even further, ladies and gentlemen. So, the, um, the majority in Kansas, the free soilers who seat at the border ruffians co-opted of the democratic process. Many had come from New England to ensure a numerical advantage over the border ruffians. The New England Immigrant Aid Society, a northern anti-slavery group, helped fund these efforts to halt the expansion of slavery into Kansas and beyond, ladies and gentlemen. Now, in 1856, clashes between anti-slavery free soldiers, so, I'm sorry, free soilers, and border ruffians came to a head in Lawrence, Kansas. The town had been founded by the New England Immigrant Aid Society, which funded anti-slavery settlement in the territory and were determined that Kansas should be a free soil state. Now, pro-slavery uh, immigrants from Missouri were equally determined that no abolitionist tyrants or quote-unquote, inward thieves would control the territory. In the spring of 1856, several of Lawrence's leading anti-slavery citizens were in, in, uh, in, indicated for treason. And Federal Marshal Israel uh, Donaldson called for a pose to help make arrests. He did not have trouble finding volunteers from Missouri. When the pose, which included Douglas County Sheriff Samuel Jones, arrived outside Lawrence, the Anti-Slavery Towns Committee of Safety agreed on a policy of non-resistance. Most of those who were in, in, indicated fled. Donaldson arrested two men without an uh, incident and dismissed the uh, other possessee. Now, however, Jones who had been shot during an earlier confrontation in the town, did not leave. On May 21st, falsely claiming that he had been a court order to do so, Jones took the command of the uh, post and rode into town armed with rifles, revolvers, and cutlasses, bowie knives, and at the head of the procession, two flags flew, an American flag and a flag with a crouching tiger. Other banners followed bearing the words Southerners' rights and the superiority of the white race. In the rear were five artillery pieces which were dragged to the center of the town. The post smashed the process of the two newspapers, Herald of Freedom and the Kansas Free State, and burned down deserted Free State Hotel. When the possessi finally left, Lawrence residents found themselves harmed, and completely terrified. Multiple, inc uh, there are multiple incidences where people were actually in the slave, the Southerners. If you go on a Southerner um, web page, and if you if you go on um, a, a I'll say a Democratic page of this, they'll include that. Oh my God, that um, well, uh, their towns were burned down. Yeah, but no one was unharmed. No one was harmed. No one was harmed. Oh, and they'll go on even further and say, oh, this um, uh, this gave the. Uh, Republican Party or the newly formed Republican Party the right to do what they did after. But if you actually look, in, look up the actual stories of this incident, ladies and gentlemen, 
You come to find out that women were raped, they were stabbed, um, men, multiple men were shot dead in the streets because they were claim on clay inward lovers, you know what I mean? Or they're Republican lovers, uh, uh, that, you know what I mean? Whichever term you want to, whichever term you want to call it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this brings me back to the story, uh, which I told a little bit about earlier. So the next morning, a man named John Brown and his sons who were on their way to provide Lawrence with reinforcements heard the news of the attack. Brown, a strict, uh, strict God-fearing uh, man, uh, man and staunch abolitionist, once remarked that God had raised him up on a purpose to break the jaws of the wicked. Disappointed that the citizens of Lawrence did not resist the slave hounds of Missouri, Brown opted not to go to the Lawrence, but to the homes of the pro-slavery settlers near Potawatomi Creek in Kansas. Now, the group of seven, including Brown's four sons, arrived on May 24th in 1856. Indubitably, after the pro-slavery settlers killed and stabbed and raped and pillaged a town just because they believed in quote-unquote, once again, white superiority, you know, we're Democrats, we believe in white superiority, and nowadays they say, oh, black lives matter. But by the way, only white people are going to have a say, okay? Black people, you guys just stay in the back and listen to what we say. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth, ladies and gentlemen. So Brown opted not to go. He went to the homes of the, these pro-slavery. And on May 24th, in 1856, unannounced that they were the Northern Army, they had come to serve justice. They burst into the cabin of the, uh, the pro-slavery uh, Tennessean James Doyle and marched him and two of his sons off, sparing his youngest at the desperate request of Doyle's wife. Um, of course, they say at the desperate uh, request of Doyle's wife. By the way, his uh, son was actually at uh, this white parade, and his son was uh, 14 years old. They allowed his son to go free because they did believe. And in, in James Brown's own words, I believe that their son has a chance to believe in equality for all men, whether they're color, creed, or race. One of his direct quotes. So... One of hunters down the road, Owen and Solomon Brown hacked their captives to death. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Owen and Solomon Brown, they hacked their captives to death. They hacked these slave owners to death. And John Brown shot a bullet into Doyle's forehead. Before the night was done, the Browns visited two more cabins and brutally executed two other pro-slavery settlers. None of these executed owned any slaves. And, and to our knowledge at the time had slaves with them so it's still it's still not a known fact and um I, i'm and i'm actually going to side with this it's still not a known fact whether these uh pro slavery um pro slavery um owners had slaves at their behest at their time but that also could have been because at that time the northern army was going all throughout the state of Kansas Missouri Iowa Telling slave owners, dude, you guys cannot have slaves anymore. You cannot treat these people like they are less than you. They are human beings. So it's still, but it's still not a known fact whether or not that these pro-slavery owners had slaves at the time. Whether or not they had slaves, the main fact is, is Brown went there and took action. It was because of this, by the way, that that echoed all across America and told the Southerners, 
we're not playing with you. You were not playing with you anymore. You will no longer produce evil rhetoric to the American people. You will no longer tell the American people lies and pollute their minds. We will have the real f notation of freedom. We are not going to have your truth. We're not going to have my truth. We're going to have the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So Brown's actions pre precipitated a new wave of freedom. That led to the guerrilla warfare uh, between pro-slavery border uh, ruffians and the anti-slavery uh, slavery forces, which would continue and even escalate during the Civil War, resulting in over 150 deaths and significant property loss. The events in Kansas served as an extreme reply to Douglas's proposition of popular sovereignty. Now, um, as the violent clashes increased, Kansas became known as Bleeding Kansas, ladies and gentlemen, which that leads me into this, guys. So anti-slavery advocates use a force, carved out a new direction for some who opposed slavery, distancing themselves from William Lloyd Garrison and other pacifists. Brown and fellow abolitionists believed the time had come to fight slavery with violence, ladies and gentlemen, because absolutely they are right. The Southerners were continuing to go to village after village where the Northern armies, and this is a known fact, you can look this up, they were continuing to go to village to village where there were no armies and very little resistance, and they were pillaging these uh, villages. Right here is uh, one of the pictures of Southerners with slave owners right behind them, and they're bringing them along, and they just got done pillaging this little town uh, in the state of Kansas. So the violent hostilities associated with bleeding Kansas were not limited to Kansas itself. It was the controversy over Kansas that promoted the canning of Charles Summer, introduced at the beginning of this chapter. Now, once again, uh, that's why I said um, these guys are very important. Now, the electoral contest in 1856 took place in a, in a transformed political landscape. A third political party appeared, the Anti-Immigrant American Party, a formerly secretive organization with the nickname the Know Nothing Party because its members denied knowing anything about it. By 1856, the American or Know Nothing Party had evolved into a national force committed to halting further immigration. Its members were especially opposed to the immigration of Irish Catholics whose loyalty to the Pope they believed precluded their loyalty to the United States. On the West Coast, they opposed the entry of immigrants labored from China, who they thought were being used by the Southerners as assimilated slave, uh, slave, slave, um, slavery, sorry, slaves. I'm so sorry. Now, um, the Republican Party fought heavily back uh, against the Democratic Party on all fronts when it comes to it on all fronts when it came to immigration, citing that the Southerners will have will bring or I'm sorry the Southern citing that the Southerners will use immigration to bring back slavery among other races. If not of us freeing the black race, how are we to fight the Civil War once again? So now in um. Uh, there's a couple different um, uh, cartoons. There's these little sketches of uh, the, that the Republican Party was doing, showing the Southerners yank at the um, yank at the throats of the Free Soilers and stuff like that. So, all in all, ladies and gentlemen, um, 
all in all, I, I, I want to get to that, guys. I wanted to get to that little history to give you guys that little backstory on just how important, like I said, Nebraska is to America. Because, like I've been talking about, and like I stated with James uh, uh, James Brown, or James Brown, um, <laughs> like I stated with uh, uh, Mr. Brown, Jim Brown, if it wasn't for the known, uh, no, no name men, if it wasn't for these types of militias and these types of men that decided enough is enough and we will no longer allow the Democratic Party and the Southerners to hang black people in our, on our lands, we will no longer allow them to treat other human beings like they are lesser. We will no longer allow this. We will hit them with force. And sometimes, whether I... I will never advocate for violence, but I also want to say this. There is times where violence is the only way. Where all discussion no longer will lead to any solutions because the person you are having that discussion with sees only evil and hears nothing but what they want to hear. And they push this agenda through violence, coercion, and infiltration on all aspects. And no matter what we do, there will always be evil in this society. And the Democratic Party has been a cancer in America for a very, 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 very long time. Almost since its conception. That's uh, if you come to find out that the Illuminati, while they were created in 1776 as well, with the formation of America... The Illuminati had heavy, heavy um, influencers and people that were part of these secret societies that were Southerners. If you go back to some of the some of the first people that were um, uh, some of the first people that we know that were part of the Illuminati here in America, almost. 80%, almost 80, I'd say 85% of them were all Southerners. They're all Democrats. They're all part of the Democratic Party or what would be known as the Democratic Party, excuse me, in America, ladies and gentlemen. But like I said, like guys, um, I just want to, I just want to give you a little history about Nebraska because it, it really, really is important for us to really, really remember where we come from and not only that, that way we can actually be proud a little bit. That we can be we can be proud a little bit knowing that Nebraska had direct correlation in starting the Civil War, starting the release of of, of slaves in America. For crying out loud, like I said, if it wasn't for the no nothing party, if it wasn't for these types of militias, these radical, radical minority militias, then the Civil War may have never started. So be proud to be in Nebraska. Be proud to be a Nebraskan, for crying out loud. If it wasn't for us, if it wasn't for men like Jim Brown, and if it wasn't for men that were part of these minority militias, then for crying out loud, we still might have had slavery if we would have continued talking, right? Like I said, when does talking prevent action? That's one question that everyone needs to start asking themselves right now. 
When does talking prevent action? It's an honest question because everyone ever in, in, a, in a generation, especially nowadays, where everyone says, oh, my God, well, we need to talk to each other. We need to make sure we talk to each other about it. Right. We need to make sure we talk to each other. Now, it doesn't matter. You know what talking to each other gets us? This is what it gets us. This is an Iran, uh, Iran supreme leader that's demanding for individuals who spread rumors or quote unquote false information or false claims. He is demanding for these people to be prosecuted and jailed. He said psychologically, uh, psychological security is one very important right of the people. He says, what is psychological security? And then he goes on to say is, or what is psychological security? And then he go, and then, and then he says, it means that each day rumors and false claims and frightening statements should be spread and uh, should not be spread in people's minds. Until yesterday, it was just the newspapers that spread lies. But now the internet is added to it. He said once every few days or every few hours, rumors or false claims come by specific or unknown individuals are published on the internet, which frightens people and disrupts their minds. Oh, my God. My Supreme Leader, a lie has spread and is a rumor. This takes away people's psychological security. Oh, okay. Once of the responsibilities of the judicial is to deal with these issues. I've heard some here say that we don't have a law to avert extremism. We need to implement a law and sentence people for spreading misinformation. If we don't have the law, we should create new laws quickly. This is important. Oh, my supreme, my Iran, my Iranian supreme leader. Yes, yes, we are all listening to you. We are all spreading misinformation. Everything is, and if anything is misinformation to you, then let me know. We will, we will get rid of these, these, these freaking radical Republicans. We will get rid of these gun owners. We'll get rid of Christianity. Only the Quran, only Allah will be allowed in our schools because man, Christianity is the worst religion ever. Who cares if it gave us the best country ever? Know, who cares about that? Oh, but and according to Megan's words, in her own words, oh my God, that's debatable. We, we call us this most, we call America the most robust country in the world, but oh my God, that's debatable. Well, Megan, you are crying your little eyes out right now, aren't you? Because everything you have been doing, you have been losing at because you only care about yourself. You care nothing of the people. And even the people that agree with you can see it in your eyes that you don't give a shit about anyone but yourself. You're a politician. I don't get mad at you. I'm just going to start exposing you for who you are. And that goes the same with all the rest of the Democrats here in the, uh, the Nebraska party. Here in Nebraska, I should say. And the same with the rhinos the Republican rhinos, don't think I'm going to just leave you out. I'm so sick of the people being left out, being left aside. And all we hear on the television is, 
Well, my uh, cousin had an abortion from the Republicans. Oh, well, you know, I think it's about mental health. You don't care anything about us. I'm a real patriot. Do you understand me? I put God first. Do you understand that? I put God first, and then it's my family, and then it's country. And I want to. I want us to get back, get us back to a God-fearing country. And if you don't believe in God, then how about you start fearing the complete destruction of your neighborhood? Why don't you start believing in your neighborhood? Start believing in yourself. Stop believing in what a politician says because they get paid to lie to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break and then we will be right back with some more news, guys. But I just wanted to get to that. I really, really did. So we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am your host, Leonardo, a.k.a. Leo the Lion. Thank you very much for um, joining me on this segment here in Omaha, Nebraska. It is a beautiful day outside. It is June 29th. 2022 and um, the Republicans are in the fight for their lives but it's not like um, we we shouldn't have saw this coming with the rhinos siding with the same companies with 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 them taking the same money from the same lobbyists that are supporting the Democratic side and it, it, and I can go even further than that with the new Google um, with the new Google um, uh, facility or uh, the, the new Google facility that we most recently um, opened up here in this uh, opened up here in Nebraska. We're one of the we're one of the we're one of the only states with two huge Google facilities in them. Look that shit up, and then ask yourself, hmm, I wonder why that is. Could it be anything to do with China right now? I don't know, but if you do a little research. You start to scare the hell out of yourself involving that, and not to mention the private, um, the private tech company that was introduced by some of our Democratic senators, and that were backed by Republican Rhino senators in an effort to combat uh, combat disinformation. I mean, some scary, scary shit, guys. Now, um, I want to get to this article because I have a few things I want to get to here in the second hour, and then maybe in the third hour, I might take some calls, and I also have a buddy that's coming on with me here in the third hour to discuss what's going on uh, what's going on with the gun debate, with uh, with you know, with the whole gun issue, because it's not like the gun debate really, really, really never stops. You know, that's what that's why um, uh, mainly I've been switching over to is not just the local area, but um, American news. And I really, really, really want to put start putting my voice in when it comes to the gun debate. Because I, I once again, I'm absolutely sick with this whole oh my god, it's a mental health issue, or it's a common sense gun reform, duh. Uh, new laws will save lives, but no laws on abortion that will that will save lives too. You know, no laws on abortion. Duh. You should just give a permit to kill. You should give permits to kill to every woman out there. Who cares that women are actually taking it overboard now? You know, like like in Megan's own, in Senator Megan's own words, she said she said that there's some gun owners that are responsible and mucho blah 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 or whichever way she wants to put it. I'm not putting words in her mouth, but she quote unquote says, but then there's other gun owners that believe they're vigilantes, and those are the main gun owners. That's the majority of the gun owners, right? But then whenever it gets to abortion rights and and and, and the right to kill babies, oh. 
all women are so responsible, right, Megan? They're so responsible in all of their actions, and they should just be able to get abortions whenever they want. You know, it doesn't matter if the baby's already born. It doesn't matter if they're like nine months pregnant, not yet a baby. Uh, my belly's huge, not yet a baby. Oh, but don't worry. Support me. Pay for everything I'm doing. Take my attitude, right? I I, I love how that's uh, that's still the mindset of some of these women that are literally pregnant right now, and standing at protest about Roe versus Wade, and they themselves are pregnant, like nine months, eight months pregnant. But it amazes me because when they go home, you know who's you know who's taking care of their shit, paying for everything, either their dad, which inadvertently is a man, or their boyfriend. Either way, it's a man. And they're paying for everything she does, feeding her, making sure that baby's growing. But she has like, like there's a picture at a protest and this woman, she was nine months pregnant and she has not yet a baby written across her fucking belly. Excuse my language. This, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, talk about talk, and I, and my my one question to Senator Megan and uh, 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 Tony Vargas and, and all you other Democrats is that irresponsible how is that not how is that not being an irresponsible abortionistness right you know gun owner you know abortion you know how is that not being a responsible one though honestly how is that not being responsible and at least controlling trying to control what uh you know what goes into your body and at least and at least making the decision of whether or not you want to abort that baby I mean, for crying out loud, it's getting to the point where women actually want to have a huge belly and do all this and that and like have a baby shower and you know what I mean? And have everyone give everything to them. And then they'll, they like they want women are getting to the point where they want to get to that stage. And then after that, they want to kill the baby. And that's that's literally what we're getting to now. Like you see it more and more. Even here in Omaha, Nebraska, I saw I saw this. I saw this uh, sign. And it was of this older lady, too. And it was at the protest on 90th and Dodge. I caught a glimpse of it looking at it. I saw the pictures I snapped and stuff like that. But it's a sign of her saying, I should have aborted my son. Maybe stuff like this would have never happened. And below that, it's got a picture of her son. And it says her son's a Republican. She says, I should have aborted my son because my son's a Republican. Maybe this would have never happened. I mean, it's it's un it's it's unreal, ladies and gentlemen. But um, before uh, before I get to um, uh, get get to uh, get to all the things I want to get to, I apologize. This is out freaking rageous, and of course, mainstream media is trying their hardest to hide it. And not only that, it's it was completely. I mean, the 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 laws that were broken. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, every, I, I, all the Democrats and all the libtards are all pissed off about Fortenberry getting probation for quote unquote lying to the FBI. He never lied to the FBI, by the way. But just if you think that was you know shameful, why why not worry about this? Listen to this: thousands of gun owners' private 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 info leaked by California government. Shit. Yeah, the California Attorney General's office confirmed that it leaked thousands of gun owners' private information, including their full names, races, and home addresses. 
You you cannot make this uh, you can't make this crap up at all, ladies and gentlemen. I said. The California Attorney General Office confirmed that it leaked thousands of gun owners' private information, including their full names, races, and home and home addresses. Now, according to Firearms Publication, the Reload, who first reported the leak, the California Department of Justice launched its 2022 Firearms Dashboard Portal, which included 3,625 files with personal information of concealed carry permit holders. The database revealed names, races, home addresses, dates of birth, and dates that a permit was issued. This is completely alarming. And you cannot tell me that the Attorney General did not do that on purpose. At a moment where Antifa is polarizing Los Angeles, where gangs are looking take, to take over the streets and add new guns to their arsenal, now gun owners in California have to live in absolute fear. And, and, and it's not just fear. It's not just fear of, of protests showing up at their house because they're gun owners, but now they're in fear of having to use that gun. And guess what? Now they're going to go to jail after using that gun. Because in the state of California, it does not matter whether or not that person was raping or killing your wife and you walked in right on it and there's four guys gangbanging your wife and she's bleeding basically in a, in a state of, of unconsciousness and you use your gun, kill all four of them. Well, guess what? You're still going to jail, baby. And that is what the police, that is what the law, and that is one of the reasons why the people in America are becoming so radicalized because they're getting sick and tired of having to worry about every single time I have to defend myself. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. It's not my right to defend myself. Who cares if I have a right to carry the gun? I don't have the right to defend myself. I can't defend myself without being questioned, indoctrinated, and, and made out to be a, the, the public enemy number one. We see it all the time. Hell, ladies and gentlemen, listen, listen to this. This just happened yesterday. A, um, a victim fires shots after being assaulted by three men in Target. The victim that was assaulted by the three men in Target trying to rob him was arrested on scene. And quote unquote, the police told him that he put other people in danger. He put other people in danger. Did you hear what I just said? The man that was getting assaulted and robbed by three grown men, he shot at them. He shot at all three of them to get them away. The police told him, arrested him on site, and told him, you put everyone in danger. Right. And then everyone wonders why. And then everyone wonders why. Just saying. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get back to the uh, attorney general. <laughs> attorney general confirming. <laughs> he confirmed it. You know, he said, oh, yeah, no, I, I leaked that. I leaked all that personal information. No, that's not against the law at all. No, it's against the law. I'm 100% sure it's against the First Amendment. Against the, it's against the Fourth Amendment. It's, it's against the Fourteenth Amendment. I'm 100% sure what they did in the own state California Constitution, it even says that is against the law. But an attorney general 
can in California, they can do that all they want. Will the FBI get involved? Will they investigate this? No, they're not going to investigate it because he's a Democrat. The Democrats can get away with with inciting violence. They can get away with having their little uh, with their with having their little with their little comrades and her little comrades uh, like uh, with Antifa vote in the ballot boxes here in the state of Nebraska. Oh no, the FBI isn't going to get involved with that. There's no threat to our 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 our, our voting system there. No, that's not a threat. Oh, but fireworks. Oh, Omar Scanner, uh, just to mention this real quick. Omar Scanner had these they had a doctor on Omaha Scanner talking about the dangers of fireworks. You, the indoctrination is fucking real. I'm that deserved F word. I'm sorry, that deserved F word. The indoctrination of 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 policing of policing Nebraska and making Nebraska feel like utter and useless, worthless slaves to be robbed, to be robbed whenever whenever the, the whenever um, the criminals say to be raped, to be stabbed, to be dragged by the own police. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? No, it's, you don't want to start educating your citizens on guns and all that. No, you don't want to do that. But the Omaha Scanner, they had they had a doctor, they had a fake ass doctor go on screen and talk about the dangers of fireworks. They 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 were gonna talk, have a doctor going on Omaha Scanner talking about the dangers of the mRNA vaccine. God forbid they do that. Even though right now, as it sits, almost over seventy over seventy percent, and we talked about this yesterday, over seventy percent of the Nebraska citizens are vaccinated with at least one shot. 65% of Nebraska is quote unquote Anthony Fauci fully vaccinated. Guess what the COVID cases are sitting at right now? The COVID cases right now are actually higher what they were during the peak of the pandemic. Hospitals are overloaded right now with people that are vaccinated and they're getting sick because of the vaccination. But no, we're not going to have a medical doctor going on my scanner and talk about that. We're not going to have a doctor going on my scanner talked about talk about gang violence and the prevention of gang violence and how and how much that actually affects poor neighborhoods and not only poor neighborhoods, just America in general, the psycho the psychology of the youth in general. No. We're not going to have doctors going on Omaha Scanner talking about that. We're not going to have doctors going on Omaha Scanner talking about how Instagram is one of the is is being investigated by the FBI and the Pentagon right now because they quote unquote are poisoning the youth of the the women of youth of America uh, the the youth of America. Literally, one you can go to the Pentagon right now. That's on their own tablets. It's on. It's one of the, uh, one uh, on their one of their own press releases. They believe that Instagram is poisoning poisoning the youth of America. Indiscriminate more more attributed to the women. More attributed to the women of America. They are directly hitting them with different and different types of algorithms and inducing them with child grooming algorithms. It was actually proven by the Pentagon and Instagram gave them the documents. They said, "Yeah, we're doing it." We created TikTok. The Chinese government created TikTok, and they actually set a deal with us. Uh, they they set a deal with us. Of course, we're doing this on purpose. But we're not going to have Omaha Scanner talk about that at all. We're not going to have Omaha Scanner talk about how right now street racers are basically controlling the night every single night. Every single night, you can hear. Vroom. 
while the police have to put more more units on the protests and on the riots. We haven't had a riot, but I'm just going to say protests. I'm just saying in general. It's unreal, guys. Now in California, well, out in California, the attorney general is is releasing the private data of their citizens because they're gun owners. And if they use their guns because the attorney general released their private information and they have to use their guns on, let's say, gangs that go after gun owners to get their guns or rapists that go after like I mean I mean come on now like, come on now or 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 anti-gun uh, or anti-gun groups that will show up at your house and start protesting molotoving your cocktail uh, molotov molotoving your cocktails molotoving your house but if you shoot at them you'll go to jail just like this one man did out in Salem after he had a fire shots at three grown men that were robbing him and assaulting him. Well, the police showed up. They said, you put you put other people's lives in danger. It wasn't these, 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 you know, it wasn't these, these gangbangers that were about ready to beat you probably half to death and take everything that you have. Who cares? You sit down and you take it, slave. So, I keep on getting off topic. We're uh, off off topic. Off uh, uh, rub thy nipples. I was. I'm keep on getting off of rub thy nipples. I'm sorry. So he says, and this, listen to this. We are investigating an exposure of individuals' personal information connected to the DOJ firearms dashboard. A spokesperson for Attorney General Rob Button told the outlet. So the same people that released the information illegally, they're the same ones that are investigating it. That's not a conflict of interest at all. I don't know how the hell that doesn't work out. Like what? How in the heck are the same people that released illegally, the same people that released information of private gun owners, the private gun owners release their information of their houses, where they live, Phone numbers. What date? What date their per, their purchase of permits was issued? Personal information. They are investigating it when they're the ones that released it. That's not a conflict of interest at all. But I suppose, I suppose no one else is gonna um, you know investigate it. The FBI, the DOJ, they're not gonna investigate it. You know that the DOJ's firearm dashboard, right? They're not gonna investigate that, even though. That's completely illegal. But they're not going to say anything about it. Mainstream media is right now trying their hardest to not even bring it up. They're trying their hardest to not bring up the 50 immigrants that were found dead in a tractor trailer. Suffocated to death. Did you hear what I said, Joe Biden? Did you hear what I said, Megan Hunt? You're not going to talk about this, huh, Tony Vargas? Where are you at with this, Tony, huh? Where are you at with the 50 immigrants that were found dead in a tractor trailer that was getting ran by the cartels across the border? Where are you at with this, Tony? I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for any comment that you have about the 50 People, illegal immigrants that were found dead in a tractor trailer that was being run by a human trafficker. Where are you at? You're not going to say a word? I get it, dude. I get it. Because you don't really, really care about the Latino company or, you know, the Latino community like you always talk about, right? You know, that's one of the things I always hear him always saying. Oh, well, the Latino community was really affected by the COVID-19 around 60%. 
was affected by the COVID-19. Hey, man, why was COVID-19 affecting 60% more of Latinos? Oh, I won't think about that. I'll just listen to Anthony Fauci and listen to the World Health Organization and listen to the and listen to what uh, Harvard Institution, right? You're going to listen to all those guys. You're going to listen to the John Hopkins. Uh, I'll listen to all their studies, right? Oh yeah. Did you did you ever uh, did you ever come across that study, Tony, of where the John Hopkins actually put it out that the COVID lockdowns and the masks actually affected people more than. The implementation, the the implementation of them. Did you did you see that study coming out of John Hopkins University? Uh, I bet you didn't see that study at all. I bet you're not even going to take the time to research that study because, after all, I'm just a conspiracy theorist. You care about the Latinos so much that you're not even going to mention the 50 that were just found dead. All thanks, all thanks to the border being wide open, right? That would have never happened if we would have some type of border control. And I guarantee I'm going to hear the libtards talking about, or we could just open up the borders at all. We could just open up the borders. We can just have open borders all across America. Oh, but by the way, we need to protect Ukraine's borders. We need to make sure that Ukraine is a sovereign country, okay? We need to make sure that no one is coming into Ukraine unless they say so. Because I understand what borders and how important borders are. Right, Tony? Right, Tony? You voted for that legislation real fucking quick. But you're not going to talk about the 50 immigrants that were found dead, that were suffocated. We're talking about children, ladies and gentlemen. They were found dead, suffocated in a hot-ass tractor trailer. They died. They died. They're dead. All thanks to your all thanks to your implement all all thanks to your democratic implementations. All thanks to your democratic ways of thinking. All thanks to your democratic ways of ideology and you thinking an open border is a way when you know full well that the cartels are making five thousand dollars a day off of raping children, off of running children across our border. Now somehow we here in Nebraska think, oh that doesn't affect us. You know what, you stupid sons of guns? And this is mainly to the Democratic Party. If that didn't affect us, then why did we send 21 state troopers to the state of Texas to combat Border Patrol? Because the cartels were making moves on strips of I-80, running drugs of fentanyl into the state of Nebraska, drugging you and your children up. What do you think that leads to? Do you think that might lead to what you would call gun violence? Oh, I'm sorry. What it's really called human violence? Oh, no, that could be that. You, you, you don't want to talk about everyone being drunk all the time because, oh, being drunk 24-7 and drinking every weekend and being totally drunk and driving around, that's not killing people. We, decide, we, we actually found out that in the beginning, in the beginning, in the first six months of 2021, there are almost 20,000 people killed of drunk driving, of people getting totally slouched, listening to Little Baby and, oh my God, I'm so hood. And I'm going to fire up my tractor, drink me a beer, ride down the street and hit me a deer. Wake up. Wake up. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, wake the fuck up. Find out, realize that these people do not gear, care about you. They don't care about you. That's why they lie to you about what's really going on. They shade you with this climate change bullcrap like Pansy Brooks does. They shade you with this with this uh, quote-unquote 
equity for all, right? Right, Pansy? We're going to support public education. Oh, oh, and what she means by quality public education is Pansy Brook means we're going to push critical race theory in, in your school. We're going to support LGBT transgender grown men that are on pedophile registry list. We want them to be allowed in your school. And then I wonder why I keep on losing for crying out effing loud. And out in California, the DOJ is, is releasing thousands of gun owners addresses phone numbers permits you have to be freaking kidding me dude and if any of these people have to use their firearms now in defense guess what the cops in california oh they're gonna have no problem arresting them and sending them off to jail now and wait for it ladies and gentlemen wait for it Give me a couple weeks. I'm going to report on this. I'm going to follow up with California, and I'm going to tell you how many people have been shot as of recently. And watch how the media spins out in California. And they never even include that, oh, well, this is actually one of the gun owners that their information got released by the attorney general. Is the attorney general going to be investigated by the FBI? Are they going to be investigated by the Pentagon? Are they going to be investigated by anyone? No. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to investigate themselves. <laughs> and this is, and listen to this. This is one of the uh, quotes, okay? This is a quote, all right? We know no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special needs. Justin Clarence Thomas wrote in his position and his opinion. That is not how the First Amendment works when it comes to unpopular speech or free exercise of religion. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works when it comes to a defendant's right to confront the witness against him. It is not how the Second Amendment works when it comes to public carry for self-defense. The California Rifle and Pistol Association suggested that the leak was intentional, slamming the Attorney General's office as a vindictive, sore loser bureaucrat. And by the way, that, ladies and gentlemen, that quote was, an, uh, like that quote, he quoted just, uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thompson. That quote, um, he quoted the full, I'm sorry, that quote was a full quote by Justin, Justice Clarence Thompson. That was one, that was one of the many full quotes, I'll just say that, by Justin, uh, Justice Clarence Thompson, which is, like I said, man, listen to this shit. This is brilliant, guys. Did you hear what he said? It is not how the Second Amendment works when it comes to public care for self-defense. We know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after de demonstrating to government officers some special need. It is not. It is not of the opinion of the government that you have to express the right. Oh, I, I have to go through this rigorous training to prove to the government I should be able to. I should be able to protect myself with a firearm. That is not the government's right. Very, very wise, wise words, wise choices of words of. Justice Clarence Thompson, man, I, I, I just, I'm just in awe about that guy, really. Now, um, earlier this week, Bonita asserted in a press release that the dashboard was created to improve transparency and information sharing for firearms-related data. Transparency, you know, um, how is how is that transparency, and what does? Allowing personal information of gun owners that have not been convicted of a crime, how is that 
What does that have to anything to do with transparency? None of these gun owners have been convicted of a crime. Are you convicting them of a crime before you even put them in court? Because if you're doing that, that would make you a Nazi and a dictator. I'm 100% sure that would make you a lot of other things. But just to lay it on uh, smoothly, that's just one of the key things that I believe that would make you. But listen to this. Transparency is a key to increasing public trust between law enforcement and the communities we serve. Bonita said, as news of tragic mass shootings continue to dominate the news cycle, leaving many with feelings of fear and uncertainty, we must do everything we can to prevent gun violence. Realize these keys, these, these term keys that they use. Because it's not gun violence that's destroying the city or the state of California. It is the climate change implementations. It is the left ideology that has been implemented all across California. It is the restrictions and the gangs that are being allowed to take over California right now. Hell, even out in New York State, they actually introduced laws to where if a rapper talks about killing someone, even if the uh, police know full well that they killed that person, the police cannot hold their, um, they can, they cannot use their um, um, rap in court. It does not matter if that person literally spit word for word what they did that night, where they put the gun. It doesn't matter if that's where the police found that gun. None of that matters. You know, Key and Peele actually kind of predicted this, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys don't know what skit I'm talking about, there's a skit with Key and Peele where um, one of them is a cop, the other one is a, a you know a rapper, and, and and the rapper makes a rap, and he literally goes word for word of what he's what he does, who he kills, and then his alibi, and all this and that. And there's this big joke over it, but the police are unable to arrest him because quote unquote he had an alibi. And his raps can't be held against him in court. Well, for crying out loud, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on right now in the state of New York is literally is almost something just just right out of a Keen Peel skit, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of like the Simpsons predicting crazy, crazy, you know, uh, crazy shit. So uh, one of my continued priorities is to better provide information needed help to advance efforts and strengthen Californians' common sense gun laws, um, uh, Bonita uh, continued. Today's announcements puts power and information into the hands of our com uh, communities by helping them better understand the role and potential dangers of firearms within their state. That is unreal, ladies and gentlemen. And that happened out in the, out in the state of California. And once again, are they going to be, you know what I mean? Are they going to be investigated is uh, the attorney general of California is he going to be investigated for releasing private information that's protected through the first fourth the f 14th amendment for crying out loud the 16th amendment if you really if you really want to get into it and be vague about the constitution but he's not going to be investigated at all he's going to investigate himself how much do you guys want to bet they're going to find out that oh no foul play was at hand we come to find out that no foul play happened. No, we never violated anyone's constitutional rights. No, no, we never did any of that. Calm down, you slave. What do you know about what do you know about the Constitution? The Constitution is only what we say it is. So the Constitution is. 
I mean, out, out freaking standing. Oh, oh, and you know what? And you know what? Like I said, guys, the the Democrats in this state are pushing so hard for disinformation when it comes to a. Uh, uh, abortion rights it just it just blows it just blows my it just blows my mind man. and it makes and it blows my mind even more that the older uh, that the older republicans that know full well what's going on like Dennis P. Crawford and other Democrats, uh, other Democrats that you know what I mean that just that that just want to uh, want to fit in with the crowd. What they're really really doing because they they're all Democratic and they know a lot of these and they know a lot of this stuff is New World Order. It's the global Great Reset and they know that. And I think they themselves don't want to be cons- called conspiracy theorists. And what I'm advocating for you is to tell the truth. Tell the Nebraska people the truth of what the World Health World Health Organization is doing, what these mRNA vaccines are doing. Give them the real statistics, just like I've been doing on the crime violence, on human violence, on gang violence, for crying out loud. Seek out and, and, and seek out the truth. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? So uh, I, I want to get into some more news, guys, because after all, that's that's what we're here for. And uh, I, I want to get to this article because this 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 is kind of a, I don't want to say it's offhand or anything like that. It's certainly not offhand, but I want to get to the irony of what the Democrats are pushing for now. So this is the headlines. Listen to this: Billionaires made double amounts during the pandemic, and now. They can give back, but not to America, but to arm Ukraine. <laughs> uh, you can't. I, 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 you, I'm serious. You guys can't. Uh, you guys can't make this up. This uh, article is uh, by Elizabeth Brawl. Uh, uh, that's a, a columnist at Foreign Policy and a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Oh yeah, uh, she's a fellow, all right. So she goes on. By saying these, according to Forbes, there used to be 2,755 of you, but the world's current turbulence has relegated 87 of you to the mere ranks of multi-millionaires and shaved your collective worth by 400 billion to 12.7 trillion dollars. You know, and then you had and then you had Car Swab sitting there with you know what I mean with um uh, Eula Bailey, you know what I mean sitting there petting it, you know. Car Schwab is sitting there petting his bald head. This is the fourth industrial revolution, and we you can't be mad when you realize that can you imagine when we all have sitting here, we all have chips in our brain, and I am able to know what you are thinking, and I am able to tell if you are mad or sad at me, so I can control that, and all good thoughts only come to me, and Oh, you know, and everything's going to be all right. And by 2030, everyone's going to have a chip in their brain. By 2030, everyone's going to get down with the boogeyman. <laughs> so anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, she says, uh, this. she said, billionaires and trillionaires, they can all give back, not to America, but they need to give back to Ukraine. They need to arm Ukraine. 
and then she gives numbers. She says, "Oh, there, uh, your collective worth was about four hundred billion pre-pandemic, but now it's a staggering twelve point seven trillion." Tell me, you and your fellow billionaires, uh, uh, how are you guys so? How are you guys so? Uh, able, how are you guys able to collect so much massive wealth? Well, you know what she forgets to she always she forgets to say is most of the new millionaires that came uh, came. That came about through this pandemic. Um, well, they're all medical millionaires. That's all. That's all a bunch of medical millionaires that made buku amounts on guess what? The COVID nineteen vaccine. So it's not like there are millionaires and oil companies just springing up out of nowhere. There weren't millionaires and energy companies that just out of the woodworks. Here they come. You know what I mean? Millionaire here. A millionaire here. There weren't millionaires getting created out of gun companies. There weren't millionaires getting created out of freaking out of out of podcast companies. I mean, you know, like most of the millionaires that are brought on during the pandemic, they're all brought on through medical value, either through the COVID-19 vaccine within itself or through disposal of the COVID-19 vaccine, or through disposal of the mask. You can see plenty of pictures out in the bays of America of crate after crate, of stockpile after stockpile of masks that are just thrown away. Highly, 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 highly potential, or potentially dangerous, or not potentially dangerous, I'm sorry. Highly, highly dangerous to the ground to the earth we created all these masks left and right and we just threw them away all of you people that want to talk about climate change huh it's very funny that you're choosing not to bring up that problem within itself and if you don't think all the masks that we throw away, that we've been throwing away. I, I want to show you pictures of this, guys, and they're up on the screen right now. This one's at the California Bay Line, at the coast. Almost a whole yard mask. This is one. This one is at the Detroit yard. This is supposed to be actually filled up with freaking cars, ladies and gentlemen. Mask. This one is out is out in Portland. Mask. This one is in California. Uh, this one is in New York State at their port line. Mask. This one's in Maryland. Mask. I'm talking all across America right now. Literally, literally facilities that are just uh, are uh, um, uh, garbage facilities that are basically just filled up with masks right now. But we're not going to address. We're not even. We're not, once again, when 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 you hear these Democrats talk about climate change, they they won't bring up that. And then, and then I can go even further than that. That these masks are actually high, they're, they're they're highly deadly for the soil and the earth. They don't break down as well in the soil. Like if you go outside and you go poop, number one, you know what I mean, outside or number two outside, the soil actually can use your feces, ladies and gentlemen. Or let's say if you go outside and you just spread your trash, and you know what I mean, your 
you know, your pizza that you never ate that was sitting out for, you know, a couple days, your your sandwich that you never ate that was just, you know what I mean, Subway sandwich, you just didn't want it, the milk, all that stuff. That goes into the earth and the earth would actually use that for sustenance in some kind of way. It will break down and go inside of the earth and the earth will be able to use that for CO2, giving more oxygen to the planet. But these masks... These masks do not pro provide any type of oxygen. They actually stay in the earth when you put them down there. They stay in there for possibly generations and generations. They don't break down. So whenever you're talking about climate change, let's bring up the real issues of what's really, really affecting. Because it's not the oil companies. We know that for a fact right now. So anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, let's get back to this article that says... That, um, uh, that says from a foreign policy uh, columnist, Elizabeth Brawl, where she thinks that billionaires, they need to give back to Ukraine. They need to arm Ukraine. They don't need to give back to America. You know, the, the country that gave them all that money. No, no, no. They, need to, they don't need to do anything for America. They need to give back to Ukraine. You stupid slave. We're not worried about you. Who cares if you can't afford food? Who cares if you can't afford gas? Who cares if you're going to lose your job because you have to get a vaccine and, and and you have autism, so you're scared of the vaccine killing you or something like that? None of that matters. None of that matters to the Democrats, okay? According to Senator Megan, all, you know what I mean? Everything that she believes in, none of that is debatable. It's not debatable. Your right to self-defense, that's debatable. You're right. You're right for me to tell you whether or not you're going to have to kill that baby because depopulation, don't worry. That is not debatable. It's like, you know, the irony, just the, just the irony of these fucking people, man. It's, it's through the roof, guys. It is um, absolutely through the roof. So um, um, let's get into some uh, more news, guys. And I want to get uh, into something that's very, very, very important. It's something I don't see a lot of people talking about. And right here in Omaha, Nebraska, guys, let's get to this. Right here in Omaha, Nebraska, the Nebraska farmers are actually reaching out and, and, and throwing warning signs. And I, I'm about to read off article after article of Nebraska farmers saying the same thing. But let me get to this one right here because this leads into the massive diesel shortage. Like supposedly we're gonna run out of diesel at the latest in August, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that as a usefulness. I mean like we are going to run out of diesel. But listen to this, guys. Nebraska farmers face cropping challenges that could cut massive yield crops. Listen to this. Jaggles say some of those pivots may not uh, get fully repaired in time for the prime irrigation system, he says. The steel they can get to replace, the swing arms and stuff, but the electrics just in everything, the electrics... Are, def are definitely the things that are slowing up rebuilds when it comes to our tractor trailers. And with the tariffs that the Biden administration most recently put on China, we're at a hit and miss. Now, many farmers in that area were also hit by hail and earlier frost and are still in the process of replanting. Now, we had um, a Jago says, which is a farmer, he said we had to replant some soybeans after a frost. There's been numerous hailstorms. Hail systems that have come through the state that have pretty much wiped things out. And I mean, I would say corn this size has gone down to nothing. 
Did you hear what I said? And do you know how important, do you guys, uh, I, I want to inform the uh, Nebraska people just how important our farmers really, really are. And I, I also want to say there was, a, there was a reason why some of the farmers hated Trump in the state of Nebraska and in Iowa. There was a reason why they hated Trump. But it wasn't because that they were that they, um, that they were losing that they were losing money is that they were not being given money by the federal government to cut their yield of crops in an effort to quote unquote you know for that quote unquote net zero emission right but a lot of farmers are not talking about that a lot of farmers a lot of farmers are coming out coming out with it on YouTube and they're openly telling you guys we are being paid sometimes thirty eight hundred dollars per acre to not plant any crops by the federal government. And I mean article after article, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to get to this short clip because this is, this is of a young man out in Nebraska. But uh, what he says really, really, really shows the importance of Nebraska. Nebraska within itself is, guys, it is fundamental to the America, ladies and gentlemen. So I, this is a short little clip. Listen to this. Yeah. When it comes to agriculture in the Midwest is that during the summer in the peak of corn production, we produce 40% more oxygen than the Amazon rainforest. Farmers and ranchers in Nebraska urge the Biden administration to come visit these farms and ranches to see firsthand the conservation practices being used day in and day out. Did you hear what he just said? All right, let me rewind that because that's this this kid. This kid, man, he goes a little too he goes a little too fast. He's a smart boy. Listen to this. But to name a few. When it comes to agriculture in the Midwest, is that during the summer in the peak of corn production, we produce 40% more oxygen than the Amazon rainforest. Farmers and ranchers. Okay. And remember, uh, and just remember, Biden with the 30-30 plan, if we wouldn't have, if, if the Nebraska wouldn't have thrown in executive action, oh, and quote-unquote, um, what uh, Megan Hunt and the rest of the Democrats, like, you know, and P Patty Brooks followed along suit, they were calling, uh, they were calling Pete Ricketts a conspiracy theorist, and always a QAnon conspiracy theorist, right? But listen to these Nebraska farmers. With President Biden's uh, executive order on setting aside 30% for land and water for conservation is that we really don't know what he means by either set aside or put it into conservation. So we're, we're asking for clarification from the administration. Oh, yeah, clarification. And they got their clarification, ladies and gentlemen. The Biden administration told the state of Nebraska you will leave 30% of your farmland to federal land, you will not grow anything on there. You will not put any animals on there. Nothing. It will all be just for reserve land, right? But then you come to find out that if we cut that, if we, if we actually, if Nebraska were to go through with that, you, uh, the people in America, I want you to hear me out right now. You have, you think you're hurting for food right now? You think it's bad right now? If we, if the state of Nebraska, if these, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theorists wouldn't have stood up and said, fuck you to the federal government, you, this, this, this civil war would already been here. It would already been here. It would already been here. Tampons off the shelf, man. That's nothing. Milk gone. Diesel gone already. Now, uh, according according to a lot of uh, diesel, uh, diesel companies, they are. If you call diesel companies right now, they'll tell you straight up, dude. We are we are we're, we're scared shitless of what's going on right now. We can't we cannot 
continue to uh, 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 we can't continue to refurbish diesel. The these restrictions, these sanctions, all of this stuff is coming to a head, ladies and gentlemen. But let me con uh, continue with this. So. Crop development is running behind normal, uh, is running partially, uh, is, is running partially behind than in normal, uh, uh, than in normal in many areas of Nebraska, especially where farmers are replanting. So they're hoping they don't have an early frost because they need a full season to allow the crop to, uh, the crop for maturity. And it gets even worse than that. A lot of farmers are implicating the real crisis of food shortages that will come on if Nebraska fails suit this year in cropland with corn. And it goes even further than that, ladies and gentlemen. If you look up Nebraska farmers talk about shortages, you'll see article after article. Here's one right here. Game and park solution for elk problems stir up Nebraska hunters. A, uh, um, uh, a rainy uh, poultry farmers are poultry farmers are scarce because of the of, uh, because of the compensation from their acres being taken over by federal government according to the bird flu infected far uh, farmlands hundreds of dead comers wash up on Martha's vineyard as officials warn of bird flu I mean ladies and gentlemen it goes further and further and further and further of article of after article of farmers reporting that it's the same of them reporting that they're being sold to destroy their crops that they're being paid here's another one right here um, this this one is out of the Census Bureau believe it or not as public affairs gather information, we want to get we, uh, an outreach program has been established to to gain attraction to the net zero emission by introduced by the Biden administration. We will be working personally with farmers all across their uh, all across America in an effort to slow down production in their crops. That is <laughs> that Census Bureau for crying out loud. <clears throat> Here's another one. Arizona, Arizona, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I need a drink. Here's another one. Arizona, ArizonaNews.com. Farmer, farmer told to destroy his cop, uh, told to destroy his crops by local police. Told he was in, uh, he, uh, he was told he was encroaching on the federal reservation land that has been introduced in Arizona. You know, that net zero emission. But um, I, I want to get to this because if you don't know anything about weather modification, I would, uh, advi I would advise you to um, look up the grandfather of weather manipulation I want you to look up Ben Livingston, and um, he is the godfather of weaponized weather, ladies and gentlemen. So when you hear about um, when you hear about Nebraska farmers being paid to burn their crops down or being paid to not plant their crops, it could. There's many different other formalities to that because the 
first part of this that came out was absolutely true. There was the Nebraska agriculture that were inviting Nebraska farmers to not plant crops as much in effort to get down to the Biden agenda, uh, Biden's agenda of net zero, uh, of net zero, which would literally kill the entire planet. But it gets even, even further than that, ladies and gentlemen. It is is, because it's not, you don't have to incentivize farmers, actually. You know what I'm saying? If you are able to weather manipulate different factions of America, you could shut down crops that way. You don't really, really have to incentivize farmers to do anything. You could simply do this. This is uh, this is what was out of one farmer, and he wants to remain anonymous, but he, t- he told me this. So, speaking as a small-scale organic farmer in the U.S., I can only agree with this premises. It's not just subsidies or lack, therefore, but weather warfare as well. Very early warming followed by hard freeze after a few times of starting over, the plants and trees give up. This weather whiplash kills the pollinators too. So when that, so when the plants finally flower, there are no pollinators around to complete the cycle of life. The drought slash flood routine is all part of this. This is real. It's not just my gut feeling, Leo. Our weather is being engineered without our knowledge or consent, and most definitely not to our benefit. Now, um, once again, I, I cannot divulge this farmer's name, um, but he is, uh, he, I'm just going to say this. He is a very, very well-known farmer in the state of Nebraska. And this is what he is, he, this is what he directly quoted me in saying. He's directly quoted me in saying he doesn't really think that Nebraska agriculture is incentivizing it. Although they were in the beginning, they're incentivizing it. But what's, what may but what may really be going on is weather manipulation because some of the weather patterns weather patterns are not adding up to floods that are happening at the same time and they're only and they're only happening lo and behold right near some of our ma- some of our major crop lands here in the state of Nebraska so look up Ben Livingston he is the father of weaponized warfare and then go into harp and find out the technology that is in HARP, the frequencies that are uh, bigoted at 33.6 hertz that actually agitate have been known, scientifically proven, have been known to disperse clouds. I mean, it goes even further than that. There was a man back in the 1800s that had a cloud buster, and I want you to look that up too, where he did, he created a, vi- a device to where uh, he pointed at the sky and he would create rain. It was called a cloud buster. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much more going on with this Biden uh, agenda uh, net zero plan. This is the global great reset. Okay, This is the new world order. This is the Fifth Reich. The Nazis never died in Germany. They simply went to other countries. And America has been deeply infiltrated by the eugenic societies by the Nazi societies and they have formulated themselves into one facet of an evil cult that is hell-bent that is absolutely hell-bent on terraforming the planet uh, terraforming the planet and depopulizing the world under 500 million 
They don't put this shit on the Georgia Guidestones. They don't introduce murals like what they did out in the Denver, Colorado airport. I bet you guys are looking at those murals a lot different right now with the war in Russia and Ukraine. I bet you guys are just going to start looking at those murals a lot different now, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and you know what, guys? This gets even scarier because I'm going to go even further before we, break, before, uh, before we go into another break. And then we're going to follow back up with some more news, guys. But it gets even further. So right now, right now, you can go online and look up diesel companies warn, warn of a shortage. And you'll get article after article, right? Diesel, a diesel crisis cannot be solved by ramping up renewable diesel. Diesel crisis. Truck drivers. Truck drivers are not able to move their trucks because of the diesel. Uh, because of the sh- major uh, shortage of diesel here in the Midwest. India diesel sales raised forty eight percent in the first two weeks of June. So India, right now, their gasoline. They're making buku. Oh, and you know why? What did the Biden administration just do? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna ramp up spending in foreign companies and. We're going to release some of our oil reserves and we're going to spend more money on buying oil from other countries. No, the oil companies, they don't know what they're talking about. No. And then we got Janet Yellen over here. She's the tre- she's the Treasury Secretary. And our press asked her about inflation. And what does she do? No. Oh, you stupid peasant. You're not going to ask me about inflation. What do you, what do you think? I'm a Treasury Secretary or something like that? No, go away. Go away. I'm worried about real problems, kind of like, kind of like, kind of like the Democratic Party are saying. They're worried about the real problems, like climate change and, and gun violence. That's what we're worried about. We're worried about climate change and gun violence and abortions. Okay, those are the real things that matter here in America. Go away. Who cares about inflation? I have private security at my house. Watch me all the time. You don't deserve a gun. And here we are. Article after article, local farms struggling, cannot find diesel from its original from its original uh, from its original uh, from its original partner. Christ, I had to get it out. Rapid rise of diesel prices put pressure on homes. No diesel to be found in the east. I mean, article after article, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there's guys, we're coming to a head, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to a head. And the worst thing about this is everyone is arguing about Roe versus Wade and and gun debate as if crime right as if the gangs and if as if crime rate isn't skyrocketing. Because when I say gangs, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not just talking about like, you know, oh shit, dog. I'm not talking about oh yeah, Carlos the Corazon. I'm, I'm talking about gangs. I'm talking about the mentality, the tribalism of gangs that are starting to form. It's scary as shit. Everyone is forming into these vigilante gangs while the Democrats throw shade on the Second Amendment. I mean, like, people are out out here fucking dying right now. They're being starved to death. And we we have politicians that prevent us from at least defending ourselves. I mean, you talk about a sick world, guys. Let's go to a quick break, and then let's follow back up, ladies and gentlemen, with some more news. We want to get into the gun debate. We want to follow up. Actually, I, I'm going to be honest. I want to follow up with the, the most recent um, 
innocent, uh, the most recent innocent people that have been affected by their inability to defend themselves. And ladies and gentlemen, you, I, I, you know what, guys? I'm talking article after article of people, of, of, of women being raped, of, of inmates going missing. Uh, just two days ago, we had an inmate go missing from an Omaha correction facility. Yep, just escaped, you know, he's gone. You know, it was a Samaji Ross. He walked out of that facility. Did 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 any of the did any of the uh, police there see anything? No, no, because the in, the police that were in that facility they're too busy screwing their inmates, right? Right? Oh, but don't worry, you're not, not you're still not able to carry a gun, right? I mean, un, unreal, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, un, un, unfucking real, unreal. We'll be right back. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, enough goofing around. <laughs> uh, let me get let me get to this because unfortunately this is where this is the third hour here at Subliminal Message Studios, and I, if, if you are if you're just now joining me on the live feed, guys, thank you very much for joining me. But um, this third segment is going to focus on um, uh, the gun debate, um, uh, the need for the uh, at least the, the the in my opinion the the, the need to start um, uh, educating women on um, firearms, uh, what what different uh, calibers do with firearms, what different firearms do with themselves, you know what I mean, the um, mechanics of them. Uh, I honestly do believe that there's, um, uh, uh, that women should be far more educated on firearms and should carry them a lot more than men because it's not, and I'm, I'm not saying this because I believe that women cannot defend themselves. I want you to hear me out. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because uh, uh, women cannot defend themselves without a weapon. I'm certainly not saying that. I know a few women, few women um, that uh, I would never want to fight. One of them being my own grandma. <laughs> but uh, what I am saying is, uh, um, uh, on this third hour, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be focusing on some pretty, pretty, um, uh, more or less violent articles. But I do think there's a real, real need for it because the, one of the first articles I'm going to get to is involving Planned Parenthood. And um, I want to get to this article first because I want to show you the the solutions that the Democrats, that Planned, Par Planned Parenthood, like the evil satanic cult that it is, the solution that it gives young mothers. In such a, uh, uh, in such a paralyzing time with women, or at least that's what they believe is such a paralyzing time with women, well then look at the people and what, what solutions they are giving you. If you are going to Planned Parenthood and the only solution they are giving you is, oh my God, come here, we'll kill your babies. Oh my God, they're going to make it illegal. Scare yourself, scare yourself. Come here and kill your baby. You know, you really, really have to ask yourself, do these people really, really have the, my best interest in mind? So one of the first things I want to get to, guys, is uh, this. So Fremont Pro-Life Pregnancy Center anticipating uptick in appointments. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're literally anticipating and they're calling for women to come in there and abort their babies. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, if we had a Planned Parenthood that actually went out of their way to actually 
inform women of what happens with an abortion before they actually just do it. And if you've had it, and if women are walking in there, they've already had abortions. Wouldn't it be wonderful if a Planned Parenthood would actually give them def- different solutions other than killing that baby? You know, informing them that they're not alone. You know, that's one thing. You know, isn't that what everybody really, really wants to feel? Even if it's your, uh, if if it's your first time pregnancy, even even if it's your second or third, isn't that what everyone wants to feel? Nobody wants to feel like they're all alone going through a pregnancy, and it does not matter whether you're a man or a woman. No one wants to feel alone. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Planned Parenthood decided to give other options? And built up women and empowered women and made them believe that, no, you can raise that baby on your own. You can not only raise that baby on your own, but you can change the whole freaking world with that baby right on your arms. And history is filled. Some of the strongest women in history have had a baby in their arms, have had a baby right by them. It is only now that they are driving to the youth, uh, uh, the, to the woman, uh, to the youth of women, that some of the strongest women in the world. Oh, they don't have children, and, and and if they do have children, they always present them as I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. Why do you think that? Like like with Beyonce, wow, the youth, uh, the women were just tricked all up and down with Beyonce and that song, huh? She told you to be a single lady while she went home and was a good wife for Jay-Z. She still is. A good wife. Never cheated on him. She doesn't She doesn't believe in texting other men. She doesn't have social media accounts because she knows what it brings. She actually does not allow her children to allow to see them any LGBT crap. I mean... You really, really have to start asking yourself, why are the people that supposedly tell me that they're trying to empower me, why are they only giving me solutions of death? I'm just saying, we might want to, you, know, you might want to start asking yourself that. So, Life Choices Pregnancy Resource Center in Fremont is decidedly pro-life, according to Executive Director Susan Schneider. With Roe versus Wade no longer in effect, they are preparing to get busier. It's an opportunity for us to uh, put boots on the ground where we've said we care about mom and child beyond the, in the womb, said Schneider. Schneider also worked as a counselor here. She says, for many clients, unplanned pregnancies present enormous challenges and evoke fear about the future. Sometimes it might be school or scholarships. Sometimes it might be jobs. Sometimes the father of the baby isn't interested, so they're looking at going at this alone. Well, she says standing alongside pregnant people is key, no matter their views. You see what I'm talking about, guys? This is what this is exactly what I am talking about. Life Choices still offer offers information on abortions, but they present adoption and parenting as valuable options too. Here that here they are offering parenting classes from prenatal to the teen years. They even have clothes, diapers, and other basic basics for babies. Listen to what she says, guys. We want to empower women that they can choose life for their child and they can live life well. Life may have to look a little different, but they can do it and make a change in this world. Do you see why I wanted to get to this article, ladies and gentlemen? Because that's why that's kind of why I led with, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful? Because this is the types of this. This is these. These are the types of. Supposed uh, Planned Parent, you know, clinics 
that we need to be supporting. They're not just allowing women to come there and saying, oh, yeah, you want to have abortion? Of course. You know, you can go to Planned Parenthood. I believe there used to be one on 108th and a Maple. Man, you can go right in there and they yep, you want abortion? No questions. No questions. You want abortion? Yep. You want abortion? Yep. You want abortion? Yep. You want abortion? Yep. Thank God that there is some, you know, and, and you know what? Like, thank aliens. If you believe in aliens, thank aliens. Thank God. Thank aliens. Thank whoever the hell you want to put that name on. But thank you very much for clinics like this that you walk into and they're not just like, oh, you're, you're looking to have an abortion? Oh, sure. We can have an abortion. Do you, you, you know, do you want to try anything else? No, I'm just so scared. I don't know what else to do. No, it's all right. No, you can just kill your baby. I really, really do appreciate um Schmieder, uh, Schmieder. Uh, I hope I'm not torching your name, uh, Schneider. I hope I'm not torching your name, Schneider. But thank God, um, she is building women and empowering women in the right way, and informing women like you know, it's not about like you know what I mean. I know you're scared, but you're not alone. Let's say the baby daddy isn't there, right? You know what I'm saying? But you're not alone. Do you know how many different apps? This is 2022, baby. There's so many different op options. There's so many different resources that you can grapple hold on. And you grapple hold of those resources. You and your kid, you get your gun. Ain't no one fucking with you. You could have a gang come at you. Don't worry. You got 14 in one clip. You start building up women the right way. And that's not to say in this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go as far to say um, I've never given my opinion when it comes to Roe versus Wade. I've given, uh, uh, I guess I, I will give a vague opinion on it. A lot of people will just go out of their way just to judge and be like, oh my God, prayer lifer and all this and that. Well, listen, um, as far as abortion or Roe versus Wade goes, I believe what the decision, the decision that Justice Clarence Thomas had, I believe that was right on point. Given the power back to the states uh, when it comes to abortion, Absolutely. There is, there's nothing in the Constitution that gives women the right to kill babies, to kill human life. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that, okay? Now, there is something in the Constitution that allows you for self-defense. But the, the, the youth in general are being driven to attack the Second Amendment like no other. Not knowing that they themselves are self-destructing. Not knowing that they themselves are literally destroying their future and their destiny as Americans. But to, 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 stay, uh, to, to stay on point, ladies and gentlemen, it's wonderful that I see a clinic building women up and empowering women for life. But if you guys want to know my uh, opinion on Roe versus Wade, this is my opinion. I think uh, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, did make a right decision in giving the power back to the states. Um, as far as uh, what I think, uh, what I what I would vote for, like if I was um, if I if I was a dictator here in Omaha, Nebraska, let me just stick with Omaha. If I was a dictator here in Omaha, Nebraska, but my only uh, my only decision as far as dictatorship, I would I would I would allow um, I would allow abortions. I understand that things happen as a youth, but I also understand that the youth need to be taught to be more responsible. So I would not allow abortions all the way up until two, three months, four or five months. No, 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 that's not that's not going to happen. I'll allow it maybe I'll allow it up to two months, pushing it to three, 
you probably pissed me off at three months. More than likely, if you aren't, if you aren't going to give me some valuable, some malleable science, I don't mean the pseudo science. I mean some malleable science of what it what it does to the psychology of women. Then maybe I'll listen to it. But two months, yeah. You don't find out you're pregnant in two months. Okay, then maybe you should be. Maybe you need to be more in tune with your body. A lot of women give this narrative that oh, I was pregnant for three months, but I never knew. Not yeah. Well, first of all, look at you. The, those women that say that. I always look at their life choices. I know this one, um, um, and that's not saying every. I'm not. Listen to me real quick. I'm not saying that. You know these women are out here just slutting around everywhere. I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. I'm not saying that one little bit. I'm talking about the psychology, okay? And not just, I shouldn't say psychology because, oh my God, that goes into whirlwinds with the libtards. I'm talking about accountability. Okay? And you have account, and we need to, and we've totally forgotten that we have, um, we have an accountability to ourselves, to know what's going on in our own bodies, to be in tune with ourselves and not just waiting for some doctor to tell you what's going on. And we have been so indoctrinated to wait until the doctor tells you what's going on, right? Oh, I had no idea I was pregnant, you know what I mean? I've had my period for a few months, but that happens all the time. Could it be because, you know what I mean, your body you know, your body is literally pushing out a pregnancy? That's why if at the very end you release a lot of blood, like I hate to get vulgar and everything like that, but it's That's just my opinion. Let me keep it like that. That's my opinion. I, I would allow it up to one month, up to two months. Um, but that's if that if I was a dictator and that was my only decision, one month up to two months. But you, but but like you're gonna have to hold yourself accountable. I don't want you just thinking you're gonna have to walk into a clinic and okay, I'm so scared to do this. I'm just walking right in. No, you're not scared to do that. You don't give a shit. You better hold yourself up to accountability. And I don't mean patronize yourself. I'm not looking for um, women that choose uh, choose to do that to patronize themselves. I'm looking for women to inform themselves and to realize what they did and hold themselves accountable for their decisions prior to that action that they have made. It's very, very, very simple. It's just, and, and I'm not I'm not throwing guys all out the wind and saying that guys have no responsibility. Believe me, the, the, uh, the man should be right there with you. Unfortunately, there are douchebags in this world. Just like there are some women that are just straight up evil. But we have allowed women, we have given women a permit to kill. And that's driven this narrative, this crazy, crazy uh, messed up narrative on men and women's and uh, and men and women's minds that, oh, nine months, this is not a child yet. Like, are you kidding me? And I saw some tweet by this uh, uh, by by this gentleman. She's or by this lady. She says, "Crime rates over 30 years ago were exponentially way lower than from now." And then she says, "Could it be that's because they allowed women to get rid of unwanted babies that they didn't want?" Now the key word what she said was 30 years after or 30 years before. Like, the mental gymnastics that these libtards do is outstanding. 30 years before, ma'am, that was before Roe versus Wade. That's that The crime rate was down before. The crime rate rose after Roe versus Wade. You know, if you're going to be technical, but anyways, guys. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> getting into it, guys. 
Laura Jane Linian, The Cold Case from 1979. Laura Lane Linian was killed in, in her North Omaha home at the night of December 13th that year. She was a character. She was a lot of fun. She was really spunky. Jackie Goodrich said she was a friend of him. She's one of Leanne's daughters, and she kept a file of all the police reports and private investigator notes surrounding her mother's death. I look through this again and think, my God, why? Oh, why? Why? Goodrich said. I asked her how many times she thinks she was gone, she has gone through the file. She said about 400 times over the past 4,200 years. Now, she told investigators she heard voices and then suddenly silence. She heard dragging around the carpet and stuff, which actually was him dragging her from the living room to our bathroom to put her in a tub of water. The night of the murder, Goodrich's sister's sister was in the home, drifting in and out of sleep. Now that is exactly what she told. She said she heard dragging around the carpet and stuff, which actually was him dragging her from the living room to our bathroom to put her in the tub. She said there's a number of theories, but none of them can be confirmed yet. The house was near 28th and Lawyermore. It was no longer there. It was torn down with others in the area to make room for the North Freeway. Investigators said there's a chance the killer is still out there and maybe still in the area. There are at least three reasons Lania's family might finally get justice. King believes someone knows and still remembers who killed Leanne, even though memori- uh, memories can fade over time. There are newer tools like DNA testing. And the third thing is there's been an up and um, an up in the award of twenty five thousand. So that would definitely bring someone to snitch on people. But what I want to get to, ladies and gentlemen, is and I and I would never and I and I don't want to hear if um, if Miss um, Goodrich, if you ever um, uh, happen to come across my podcast, I would never want to use um, your um, mother's story as a call for um, a reason for everyone to be armed. But um, I, I do wonder. I honestly, honestly do wonder if these two women and them being informed on what firearms can do, if Lenia Ann, if um, Linda, uh, Laura Jane Leanne had a gun in her possession or at least near her at the time. I wonder how drastically that would have changed this whole situation. Maybe, just maybe, it would have never happened if we would have been educating women about firearms. But this was in 1979. And the Gun Control Act of 1968 was already put in place. The the enhancement of the federal firearms licenses system the shock and awe of scaring the hell out of people and, t- and saying guns are horrible. You shouldn't have a gun in your house. The first act was the first intruence on the, on the Second Amendment was actually the fire, Federal Firearms Act of 1938. 
that was reenacted. Some of those provisions were reenacted in the new act of 1968. Now, the ATF started putting out press release after press release, scaring the hell out of the American people all during the 1970s and 1980s. And this was right around the time when you started to see women especially be so afraid of firearms. They went after women especially, telling women, coming out with news report after news report, telling women, if you leave your firearm around your baby, that baby could kill himself. That baby will grab the gun. The gun will go off and it will shoot your baby. I remember one Pacific tabloid from 1982 where the ATF put out a tabloid saying that leaving the gun around a baby could kill the baby. The gun could possibly go off. They're actually claiming that the baby could make the gun go off, either by the screams or just by the gun simply being around the baby. So I often wonder, ladies and gentlemen, I honestly often wonder, this is here in Omaha, Nebraska, and I often wonder if Laura Leanne, Laura Jane Leanne, could have been saved if she wasn't going under such MK Ultra brainwashing when it comes to firearms and guns due to the ATF, due to federal funding and federal agencies that are that were funded to brainwash the American people. How many people have they killed through that brainwashing, through 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 driving this brainwashing to the American people that guns are horrible, guns are bad, while they while they give guns to the cartels, and that happened not too long ago. Operation Fast and Furious, look that up. The ATF gave a bunch of guns to the cartels. The cartels turned around and killed Border Patrol, agent, border patrol agents and police. And then the ATF threw up their hands and they said, well, you're not going to hold us accountable. We can't find the guns that we gave them. We're not going to go to jail for it, right? But if that was me or you, oh, prison time, off to Guantanamo Bay we go. Realize Realize the type of psychological programming that you are being put under. And this is a cold case we're discussing, ladies and gentlemen. Laura Leanne was strangled with her sister in the same room. And I guarantee you, if they would have firearms, if they wouldn't, if they would have been so getting so brainwashed by the ATF during that time, by the police at that time, because they were getting brainwashed. This is right, right around the time they first started putting out tabloids of saying, "If you see something, say something," or "Guns are a crime." That came out back in the early seventies. The whole shirt with guns are a crime and show a gun and the back of the day it was an old revolver and they put that picture and they'd have a circle with a cross of crime in it and they say, "Guns are a crime." How about how many people have you guys killed by brainwashing the American people about firearms? And this goes even further, ladies and gentlemen. This oh 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 god, this this goes this goes even further. Because here in Omaha, Nebraska, I want to get to this right now, guys. A man um, walked out. Um, a man walked out of. A man walked out of um, out of out of jail, and police are um, police are obviously um, 
obviously looking at them. But let me let me just read this off, guys. And I also have another article I want to get to, guys. So Omaha inmate missing from corrections facility after fire exit alarm set off. And I actually know, I actually know um, um, uh, the alarm he's probably talking about. I, I've I've been in county before. You know what I'm saying? Now um, there's an alarm. There's a door, and there's an alarm. Uh, any inmate can go up to that alarm, pull the alarm down, and walk straight out. Now, what were the what was the CO um, in that cell uh, in that um, faci- uh, in that part of the facility doing? Well, she was probably banging inmate, right? That's happened so many times now, and still, and still, we believe in this. Oh my God, we need equality, right? So Sam uh, Sam J Ross, forty four, he activated a fire exit alarm when he walked out of the community correction center. And this is Omaha overnight. According to news releases of the Nebraska Department of Correct Services, he also removed his electronic monitor device, which staff recovered from East Locust Road. Now, Ross had a tentative release date of January 5th, 2025. He began his eight-year, four-month sentence on March 31st, 2015, following his conviction for his third shoplifting for his third shoplifting offense, as well as burglary and criminal possession of a financial transition device. The state's community correction centers are the lowest custody levels at or in at least restrictive facilities, allowing inmates to, with approval, participate in work-related activities, that's work release, and attend school and religious services. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is, is the CEOs are so indoctrinated within our own police systems that they're in there fucking the inmates. They're in there feeling bad for the inmates. And oh my God, just let him go. You know what I mean? How many inmates does that make over the last two months? Five? Five inmates have walked out. I'm counting them on my screen. You can see this live for your feed right now. I'm looking at them. One. Okay, one, right? Okay, we see this one, two. Oh, he got put back. He got he was caught and put back in jail. Three. Oh, well, that's the same night that that crackhead dragged that police officer down the road. Remember that? Yeah. Four. Oh, okay. So that happened. Remember, she was banging him, and she still let him go. Five. And this. Oh, this counts five. And and, 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 what, and what do we get out of the Democrats here? What do we get out of the Republicans, the rhino Republicans? Are they talking about this stuff? Are they warning the public that their prison systems are out here fucking their inmates left and right? No, we're not. We're just going to have the media report on it. But you dare not keep on actually investigating it. Don't do any journalism. Don't actually do your job and you know just, just report on what we give to you. Don't actually dig into it. Don't do any real journalism in it. And then if you choose to do any journalism in it, oh my God, you come to find out that there's massive drug quantities going all throughout Douglas County in the in the jail. It's actually a known thing that in that uh, that police uh, that um, correction officers in these in these uh, in Douglas County are banging the inmates in there, and they're actually helping them run drugs, get marijuana. Sure, I'll help you get it. Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ. Oh my God, it's all part of this new left agenda. But then, but then they, but then the, but then the police are the Omaha scanner and the police are out here putting out tabloids about fireworks and how dangerous this is, how dangerous it is, and how it will find you and put you in jail if you if you light fireworks over extension. 
Oh, a man was caught walking around West Village with a firearm. He was just walking around, not doing any harm. But police heard that. They got a call in and they said, oh, hell no. You're not going to walk around with a firearm and protect yourself. That's not our job, but we know you're not going to. You know, you, we know you're not going to protect yourself. It's not, it's not our job to protect you. We don't know who's going to protect you, but you're not going to walk around protecting yourself, though. It's sickening what's going on. Okay, it is sickening what's going on. The crime rates are over. Uh, the crime rate is at a sixty-nine point sixty-five percent. That's a well over escalation. We have the highest crime rate right now, as it sits in America. In America. In America. Did you hear what I said? In America. Okay. And what are the left Democrats bitching about? What are they talking about? Well, Roe versus Wade is truly one of the most like frightening things, and that is honestly what we really, really should all be fighting for. Okay, so it's not the rise in inflation. It's not the World Health Organization uh, uh, pitching out, uh, giving, uh, pushing monkey virus, pushing drugs on us, releasing fentanyl to the world. It's not the cartels that are infiltrating on our southern borders. It's not any, any of these things could be great and actually might affect us the way we live. Right? Right? It's not the LGBT community. It's not gay marriage that's going to affect whether or not my family lives in a decent manner, okay? A gay community is not going to put food on my fucking table. I'm sorry for my language, but it's the truth. I'm very sorry for my language. I'm, I'm really sorry. Thank God this upload is, uh, this, this, this live feed is not on the radio because I'd, I'd, they'd, I'd, they'd probably boot me off. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so let's 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 get back to this, guys, right? So um that that just happened yesterday, but you know what? We can go even further than that, guys. So just yesterday, and this is just uh uh this is just uh five hours ago, why right? So a 19-year-old was stabbed during a disturbance Tuesday night in Omaha neighborhood. A man tells Omaha police he was hurt. He was stabbed trying to stop a woman from breaking a vehicle window. Oh well that woman, because she's a woman, right? He can't he can't use any physical force because if he would have oh my god oh my god oh my lord those police would have showed up there and be like get down to the ground woman beater sir she tried to stab me she stabbed me we don't care we're knights in shining armor right you see how that brainwashing you see how acclimating that brainwashing is and if you don't know what i'm talking about let me let me okay listen to this one listen to this fatal crash in omaha one injured and one dead huh Police were unable to respond when it came to that, too. Police are also investigating one man that was shot near 13th and Locust. Hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with um, with uh, an inmate that uh, got out of jail. Huh. But anyways, one man was shot and is uh, deceased. Um, all police are asking for information. On the crowd, uh, are asking information about the shooting. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, and and uh, I want to get into some, and this is where we get a, a little gruesome, right? So, I, as I mentioned, the tractor trailer that was that held fifty illegal immigrants, and that was being driven by a human trafficker, a known cartel human trafficker. They have all died. Every single one of them all died in the back of that 
tractor trailer. And this goes even further. Most recently, a girl was raped on the uh, on uh, on the border of Arizona. Well, it turns out a group full of men, a group full of illegal Mexicans, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say that. A group full of illegal refugees, whatever you want to call them, grabbed a girl up while she was leaving the school. Grabbed her up. Took her across the border, beat her, raped her, and then brought her, brought her back across, and she is now dead due to the hemorrhaging from the rape. Wonder what happened to her. She was six years old, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But I wonder, I honestly wonder what we could have done if we would have been informing and arming teachers and informing people what they need to do when it comes to firearms, giving them the knowledge of firearms, informing how important, how, informing them how important they are. It's not that you need one every single freaking second when you're inside your house, but when you go outside, it doesn't matter if everything is going gravy in this world, guys. Bad people do bad things, and it's out of our control. So I'll give you another article. Listen to this. New Jersey torso killer charged in 1968 killing of a 23-year-old woman at New York Mall. Oh, yeah. A cellular murder known as New Jersey's torso killer pleaded not guilty on Wednesday to a 1968 cold case slaying of 23-year-old women at a New York Mall. Richard Cottenham, already convicted of 11 other killings and believed to be one of America's most prolific serial killers, was arraigned on a second-degree murder charge in connection with Diana Koskis killing at the Green Acres Mall in New Sioux County. That's right. He killed her at the mall, ladies and gentlemen. I wonder what have what would have happened if that woman was informed about firearms and she was carrying a firearm. I wonder what would have happened if these laws back in 1968 didn't like because back in 1968, this this is when these laws first get introduced, where you could not carry a firearm on like going into public uh, uh, public places. Before the Supreme, before that, before nineteen, it was around nineteen sixty-seven. Before that, the Supreme Court actually told, was telling businesses, you cannot tell people to not come in there, come in your business without a firearm. That is their God-given right. You have no control while you're operating that business who comes in and who hurts someone. But then the Supreme Court under. NATO and United Nations rule, they should change that because, well, you know what I mean? You have to get rid of the, uh, under the Rockefeller, uh, under the Locks, Lockheed Martin, the Lock, uh, the, under the Rockefeller, Lockheed Martin step, they wanted to first try to, they wanted to, they wanted to begin the acclimatization of getting rid of the Americans' guns through acclimatization. Do slow conversion, right? They didn't want to do it fast because they know the American people aren't going to stand up for this shit. But now the American people are even getting pissed off that there's keep on they continue to do it even through slow subversion. So once again, guys, Richard Cotton, uh, Richard, Richard Cottingham, one of the most prolific serial killers, killed a woman in the Green Acres Mall in Newsock County. Cupsick is believed to have gone from her job at a children's dance school to the mall to buy a pair of shoes. Detectives believe Cottenham followed her out to the parking lot while pretending to be a security guard or police officer and accused her of stealing before overpowering the 98-pound victim, Nesson County Police Detective Captain Stephen Fitzgerald said. So impersonating, and this goes in, see, you see what I'm talking about? You see, do you see why the even the police don't want the citizens to be on because even though full they know full well that they get impersonated a lot and that's a back shot against them but why condemn your citizens to death 
why condemn your citizens to death? You cannot tell me that if if we were at, if we were training and literally giving the American people the real knowledge of firearms and actually giving them the real knowledge of what the Second Amendment really really means and empowering them and and telling them, hey, dude, if you know a cop is doing something illegal and you know that cop is about to kill you illegally, you have every right in the world. And this is in the Constitution, okay? And this is even in this is this is basic freaking law for crying out loud. This is just one of the laws that they don't want to tell you about it is no a known law a known law if a cop is acting illegally and he's putting your life in danger you have all the right in the world to shoot that cop's head off I'm a big advocator of police. Do not get me wrong. But these are the types of laws that we need to start empowering people in because there is corrupt people in this world. And it needs to be said, how many people do you want, how many people do we want to kill with this brainwashing of firearms, with these, with these, with these ideologies that the citizens should never have firearms? Well, according to this, to this woman that was just killed, brutally being murdered and raped in that car. She was brutally being murdered and raped in her own car. From some, from apparently, now that we're finding out, now we're finding out from someone that was impersonating a security guard and or a police officer. Well, if we were informing and, and educating and giving the American people the knowledge and saying that you are actually the one in power here, man, but while you have this power, it comes with great responsibility. It comes with education. Our entire our entire educational system was switched over back in the 1800s from socialism and transgudism. We switched that, and we did it by design. The Illuminati, the satanic cults, the the Rockefeller Foundation and the Carnegie Foundation did that by design in the American educational system. They knew. What's switching a socialist educational system, what's switching an educational system that was all about intellect and intelligence, and they wanted to switch that over to an educational system that focused on socialism and insurance training, which is dog training. It's literally the same type of training you do to a dog. They knew exactly what they were doing, and we're so dumbed down now, we have to have we have to start almost from scratch when it comes to education, especially with our youth. If you ask me what is the most important thing that is going on today, I would say it's still our education. We need to start educating the youth about how important America is and start uplifting them. Stop tearing them, stop tearing them down and then, and then telling them, well, you're forced to live here. What do you think they're going to do? Like the, 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 the subliminal messaging that comes out of some of the authoritarian heads is just out of this world. Like, how do we not catch on to this, ladies and gentlemen? But guys, this goes even further, right? This, this woman was uh, beaten and murdered in her own car, guys. So let's get into some more news. This is a woman, but now keep in mind, guys, if she would have had a firearm, if she would have been trained on how to use that firearm... I guarantee you she could have been alive today. Here's another one. Women raped and sprayed with chemical by sex offender asking for a asking for a loan. A registered sex offender has now been arrested and charged in connection to a horrifying incident in Dysburg, Tennessee. 
Police said that a 34-year-old Jimmy Taylor of Ripley walked into a business on Highway 51 around 5.30 p.m. Tuesday on June, June 21st. The woman police met that business told Diceberg police that, the, that Taylor was originally seeking a loan. When he came into the business... But that then he raped her. But that then he he then raped her, sprayed her with a chemical agent. Police said Taylor then took money from the business and fled. Less than two days later, on June 23rd, Diceberg Police announced that Taylor had been arrested for the horrific crime. Oh, thank God. Thank God you guys were there to show up just to arrest him, right? But I guarantee, but listen to this, listen to this. I guarantee if Taylor went out a firearm and she would have shot that rapist dead, well, guess who's going to jail after that? Taylor, you're going to jail. How dare you, slave? How dare you defend yourself? Oh, yeah. And get this, guys. Taylor was, devel- uh, Taylor was developed as a person of interest Wednesday night by the responding officers of the DPD Patrol Division. Police Chief Steve Isbell, the information gathered by responding officers and the continued investigation by the DPD Criminal Investigation Division throughout the last night and today resulted in the quick arrest of this alleged violent offender. Taylor, already a registered sex offender on the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Sex Offender Registry, has been charged with aggravated rape, aggravated robbery, and aggravated assault. We have done our job well. you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So once this is another case, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot tell me this is what I'm talking about. You cannot tell me if we start educating the youth. If you start educating the youth, I don't care if you're on the left side or the right things. I mean, educating our youth, the importance of a firearm, the importance of uh, the importance of education of the firearm, learning what different calibers do, going out and shooting realizing that this is actually a guy this is a god-given right if if you know what if lightsabers were real and lightsabers dude i would be i would be the first one carrying around a lightsaber go ahead and try me bullets ain't shit to me i will slice and dice them things but then again oh you hear the libtards talking about i'm a guy well lightsabers kill people no no, bad people go into go into stores, rape you, spray you with chemicals, chemical drugs, force themselves on you, and if you didn't ha- and if you had a gun, you couldn't defend yourself. But then again, if you defend yourself, well then there comes the police arresting you for shooting that person for raping and spraying you with a chemical agent. And it goes even further than that, ladies and gentlemen. I can go even further than that. Here's another one. Claims that five San Diego State football players raped a girl that were followed by nine months of silence. Oh, my God. Yeah. Claims were rapidly spreading among the school's athletes that five players had raped an unconscious girl and left her bloodied and bruised body at a house party off the campus. No more than seven months after alleged October 16th incident, San Diego state officials have not launched an internal investigation or a student disciplinary proceeding, both of which are intended in part to help protect students and employers from those found to have engaged in sexual misconduct. Oh, oh yeah. How do you feel that? How do you feel about that, libtards? It was sexual misconduct. She was drunk, passed out at a party. Six grown men. Oh, they're not including their race, though. They're not including their race, so do you want me to tell what race they were? 
Huh? Do you want me to tell you why they're not including this all over CNN? Why they're not, why they're not telling you that, oh my God, a group of overprivileged white men raped a woman. Guess what? They weren't overprivileged white people. They're a bunch of black people, okay? It was a bunch of black people that forced themselves. Oh, and by the way, they're not including that she was actually conscious during the first part of the, uh, first part of the session. It actually goes on to say this. So listen to this. Like I said, no more than seven months after the alleged October 16th incident, San Diego officials are saying we're not going to launch any type of internal investigations. We want to keep our game bangers safe. You don't want to wait from harms. Get your daughter out of here. She's going to get raped again. We don't care. It's not like if she had a firearm. It's not like if we wouldn't. It's not like if we wouldn't be driving this culture of, oh, my God, I just want to get drunk and forget everything. But anyways, Black Lives Matter and guns are fucking violence. I'm totally trashed and drugged out right now. And then we drive this we drive this culture of that type of mentality. And then the and then these things happen. And then these things happen and we throw up our hands and talk about, oh, my God, this this is all about misogynistic men and Christianity. That's what it's really about. It's all about these gun owners. You know, they just want to kill babies. We want to save babies by killing them with abortion. Who cares? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, when the campus was first alerted that the police are investigating a reported sexual assault involving students and provided information for potential witness to contact authorities... The university said in a statement to the Times that police asked campus officials to not take any action that would compromise the criminal investigation, which authorities said involved the alleged rape of an underage girl. This included launching a Title 16 investigation into sexual misconduct or review to determine whether there were student conduct code violations. You see, they, they wanted to make sure that before they, you know, got rid of uh, these uh, five men that um, just brutally beat and raped this uh, young unconscious lady that was conscious during the first part of it. But, you know, after, you know, after the first couple of men, she just decided I'm so drunk. Fuck it. They hit me a couple of times. I'm going to let it happen. Right. And this and this isn't a shy against her. I feel horrible for her. Right. But they they they, they said, you know what? If the police tell us to not launch an investigation, even though we full well know it happened, listen to this. This is where it gets uh, Josh Mays, an associate vice president who oversees campus public safety, said that given the serious nature of these allegations and the girl coming forward, it is imperative that the police to investigate. We full, we really full know that she was conscious and are and is. Uh, I'm sorry. We know we now know that the girl was first conscious and is able to identify the rapist. Yeah. So oh so so they know they know full well who did it. Oh, but the police oh well the police tell them, you know, hey, hey, just wait for us, all right? Wait for us to make sure we do our job before you look for justice. All right? Now, anyways, the San Diego police said its investigation is ongoing, but but refused but refused to provide basic details to the Times, including the data and location of the incident and whether any suspects have been questioned. Aww. God, man, I can feel the women empowerment right now. I can feel it so hard. Cotton. I'm telling you, it feels so wonderful. 
So let's get to another one, right? We, we, we can go even further, right? These are all these are all articles that's happened recently. I think the only cold case we've had is the one here in Omaha, Nebraska, um, um, involving, I want to make sure I get her beautiful name right, Laura Lane uh, Leanman. But we can go even further. Listen to this. Florida women held captive, raped, beamed for days. Oh, yeah. Authorities say a Florida woman was held captive by her ex-boyfriend for five days and repeatedly beaten and raped before she was able to escape. According to an affidavit, the woman shoved, uh, showed up at a Bruvet County home naked and covered in bruises. She told, uh, she told police she was held captive for five days and was brutally beaten and raped. She suffered two broken ribs, a broken jaw, multiple lacerations to her uh, fallopian tubes, you know, all type, all different types of ill shit. Listen to this. Before the kidnapping, he had promised her all the drugs she wanted. Oh, my God. Don't worry, baby. I know we're broken up. But if you come to my house, I'm going to give you all the drugs you wanted. That's right. The victim told investigators she knew the man, Charles Tanner, 51, for about five years, and that the two had been in a relationship which ended about a month ago. But before the kidnapping, he promised her all the drugs she wanted, and she went to his home, and they engaged in consensual sex. That's right. That's right, guys. All right. Now, the woman said, Tanner, I mean, you can't, guys, you cannot make this crap up. Listen to what, listen to this. The woman said Tanner became angry after she revealed she was dating a black man. She claimed she used a racial slur and kicked her in the head. The woman said she was starved, beaten, and brutally raped over the next five days. She claimed Tanner took photos of him assaulting her while she was unconscious and sent them to her friends. She repeatedly threatened to kill her throughout the ordeal, the woman said, and once held a butcher knife to her cheek and threatened to slash it. Authorities said she was able to escape his home while he was asleep. Tanner was arrested on charges of sexual battery, aggravated battery, felony battery, false imprisonment, aggravated assault, and sexual cyber harassment. Authorities say he was arrested in 2013 following a similar incident when another woman was seen running naked from his home and claimed she had been sexually assaulted. So, oh wow, so I'm Florida, guys. I'm Florida. Women are just running out of men's home. Just running out of men's home. Are the police on Florida really, you know, going after them? No. No, 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 no. You see, out in Tampa, Florida, Tampa is run by a bunch of libtards out there. The police precinct is so woke, they have their own him, his, her freaking thing on their website. The police chief has him, her, has him and uh, him and I on his website. That's what he goes by. So according according to the Tampa Florida police, well, we're just going to let them out of prison anyway. God forbid. Once again, once again ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, God forbid we start informing the youth and then start educating the youth of firearms and give and so they can learn respect from a firearm. I don't understand how this is not common sense. It's just like anything you try to do. If you don't like football, I don't like football. I used to play it when I was in a peewee. I did a little peewee football. Don't get me wrong. I did a little peewee football. It was fun, but I don't like watching it. I never, I never have liked watching it at all. But playing it, yeah, sure, I was decent. 
But if I if I was to start back again, if I was if I was to never play football, and I've been and I've I've watched so many different news outlets, I've been brainwashed my entire life to think guns are anything but something like another sport. Oh, well then, oh my God! Well, football is dangerous. Yeah, I heard you can get serious brain concussions. I hear you could actually die if you hit hit the right way. Yeah, it happens all the time. But I try it right. And I don't like it. I'm sitting there throwing around the football. You know, it's the it's it, the Id- ideals behind this is the same. I don't like it. I think it's dangerous. I'm getting tackled. I'm getting hurt. You know what I mean? I already got a busted freaking you know uh, busted shoulder because some big old Debo decided to you Captain Nathaniel me. You know, power bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 serious out here. You know what I mean? But this is my first time doing it, and this is what's happening to me. I don't want to do this again. But I want to learn. I want to learn it. So then I try it again. And somewhere down the line, after a few months, I find out, man, I really just don't like this. But then a few months go past. I still don't like this. But dang, am I good at throwing this ball now? You know, when I first started, man, I couldn't throw this ball anywhere. I couldn't I couldn't aim it right. I couldn't do anything right. You know what I'm saying? And six months have gone past. I found out that I still hate the sport. But wow, I cannot get over on how good I am at throwing this ball. How good I am at, at, at marksmanship now. I can hit anybody from 100 yards away. I've become so good within this last six months. I hate the sport. I hate putting on pads. I hate getting tackled. I hate all that shit. I hate being outside. I hate it. But I cannot stop throwing this football. It's the same thing with firearms. You might hate firearms, but if you stick with it, guys, you're going to find something that you really, truly love with firearms. It may not be, it may not be, you may not, you might go through it for six months and find out, dude, I can't shoot worth, worth a shit. It's been six months. I still cannot shoot worth a ding, dibbity dong. But holy crap, I am in love with all the gear that you can buy for it. You know what I mean? For your gun. I'm in love with all the gear you can buy. Dude, rock with it. Rock with it. You can work on marksmanship further down the line. Let's say, let's say you go for it for six uh, six months, and you hate the smell. You hate, you know what I mean. You hate the way it goes back. You hate everything. You hate the gear you have to get with it. It's so expensive. You hate the ammo you have to buy. You hate everything about it. But man, over this last six months, you 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 have become like a, a, a marksman. I'm talking like American sniper marksman. Suddenly, you might hate everything about shooting. You might hate everything about it, the smell and everything, but you can't stop hitting that target. You can't stop going into the shooting range from hitting that target. I'm telling you right now, all these women that I have named off throughout this whole hour, ladies and gentlemen, all these murders could have been stopped, okay? Every single one of them could have been stopped. If we were educating the youth and we were informing the youth of the beauty of America, informing the youth of the beauty of a firearm and how a firearm is a great equalizer, and it is up to the good people of America to show the Americans that are weaker to go after that information. It's up to us. You don't understand that? It's not about left or right. When it comes to firearms, this is about your right to self-defense, especially as women. That's why I'm going to continue to advocate for women to be more uh, women to have more had to, to start educating themselves a lot more when it comes to firearms. And I don't mean educating themselves like Senator Megan Hunt. She once she tried to actually she tried to act like she was part of the gun club at once. And one of her statements was 
I actually formed a gun club. Yeah, I did. Oh my god, I formed a gun club. I'm so radical. Megan Hunt knows absolutely nothing about firearms. I actually looked up the little gun club you formed. <laughs> what kind of crap? What were you out there shooting shotguns almost every week claiming that you know so much about guns? You had your one Taurus P92. You're so retarded, Megan, that you actually, you leave, you say these contradictive things and you don't expect people like me, real info warriors like me, real patriots like me, not to actually look into it. I know you're used to that because, you know, Twitter's been, you know, Twitter's banned Republicans and here in Omaha, Nebraska, you have never seen, the Democrats have never seen Opposition, such as Subliminal Message Studios, so it's scaring the shit out of them. I know why you're high, why you're informing Antifa to start harassing me, you know, and sending me, you know, threatening messages. And that's all gravy, baby. Don't worry, because I believe in you. I think you should still carry your firearm. I think you should actually inform yourself because people are hating you. And and, and guess what? You can't afford security. And even if you can't afford security, believe me, believe me, these gangs out here. Bro, they'll they'll dismember your security. They'll dismember your security and they will gang rape you. So while you're pushing this revolutionary uh, ideologies on the why the Nebraska Democratic Party uh, are pushing these radical and revolutionary ideas, I want to inform you: you are not the ones on the ground. You are you are going to hurt a lot more people than. What you claim is good. It's not good whenever we're just polarizing everyone. We can't agree on anything for crying out loud. And you know what? I guarantee if I, I guarantee because I'm going to start showing up at the city council. <laughs> I'll see you guys there. You know, Megan, if you think it's tough for you to be inside of that chambers, just wait for me to get there, girl. I'm going to expose the hell out of every single one of you Democrats. I am. I'm going to expose every I'm, I'm going to expose every single one of you for what you guys are. I have bill after bill that I've seen your names on that go against women empowerment. I have I have no I have notation after notation. I've talked to people that you used to be in high school with. They've informed me with the type of person you are. I have information after information. Wait until I show up at that city council because you're pissing me off. You should have never sent your little goons to threaten me. I was focusing on the global reset. I was focusing on the world events, on America events. But thanks to the Democrats, they once again, they once again formulated their own enemy. I never saw the Nebraska Democratic Party. I knew you guys were, you know, you know, just completely corrupt. I knew about the rhinos here in Nebraska, but I, you know, thought to myself, guys, I need to focus on the global reset. I need to focus on what's going on in Congress and Washington D.C. But now, holy crap! Don't worry, you guys have definitely got my attention now. You have definitely got my attention now. So. Hashtag women empowerment, right? Hashtag Black Lives Matter. But obviously, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, I only mean, according to uh, Patty Brooks, I only mean me and my all-white friends at my all-white party. Oh, but I believe in the poor neighborhoods and LGBTQ communities. When you talk about when you talk about guns, oh well, there should be all these different other laws and all this and that. But when you talk about abortion, according to Megan Hunt, that's not debatable. You're not mentioning the uh, the 50 immigrants that just. And when, according to Tony Vargas, oh, I I want to support and be a voice for the Latino community. 
Hey, Tony, what do you think about the 50 that just got killed in uh, an illegal freaking tractor trailer that got suffocated to death by the Mexican cartel human traffickers? What's your opinion on that? Oh, I want to support the Latino community. I think the Latino community was affected 60% more than the other community around Omaha. I'm not going to put two and two together, but I'm just going to listen to Anthony Fauci. I'm just going to listen to Washington, D.C. I'm just going to listen to the NIH, full well knowing that they're lying, full well knowing that Anthony Fauci is out here changing definitions to gain of functions. December 17th, 2017, look it up. And 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 now we're introducing we're introducing this is this is a, uh, another thing that just blows blows me away. And now UNO is having UNO public affair boards where they're literally talking about creating a socialist group to dismantle the state Nebraska Constitution. They're not being investigated. You're talking about an over the overthrow of the Nebraska state constitution. Can I get an investigation by the FBI? Can I get any? Can something happen here? All right, well, fuck it, right? You know, I guess I guess good mothers like Laura Jane Leanne, you know, I guess her cold case can remain unsolved. I guess the woman that was uh, the little girl, the little six-year-old that was raped by all those illegal immigrants, you know, Tony, Tony Vargas, you know, those, oh, we want to bring as many immigrants into Omaha as we can because I want to be a voice for the Latina community. What about that six-year-old little girl that she was a Mexican and guess what? She was raped by six illegal fucking Mexicans. Gang bang. Brought back into Mexico. Gang bang over there and then they brung her right across the border. Literally walked her across the border according to the freaking affidavit. Walked her across the fucking border and then left her there. That little girl's dead. Where's your voice in that, huh? For the Latino community? What about the New Jersey torso killer that in 1968 he killed a woman in the mall? You cannot tell me if that if we if you weren't introducing legislations, you know, I will bring I'm very sorry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And like like I was uh, literally just saying, guys, it's I'm so sorry I get so frustrated. But like I was just saying about the torso killer. In um, uh, nineteen in New Jersey in nineteen sixty eight, where the famous torso killer killed a twenty three year old woman in a New York in in the mall in a New York mall in the Green Acres Mall, followed her out, raped her and beat beat her and raped her and killed her right there in her own car right at, right there at the mall, but she couldn't carry a firearm because she was on she was not on her property. Right? What about the woman that was sprayed and raped with chemicals by a sex offender, Tony? That was another Mexican. They're not including that. You know, I, obviously because races matter, I want to include the uh, the the color of these women. Th- this woman that Jimmy Taylor raped, the sex offender. Yeah, are you not are you not gonna call out that? You're not gonna have anything to say about that? Oh no, I care about the Latino community. You're not going to mention the effects of the COVID uh, COVID nineteen vaccine, which, according to you, the COVID nineteen vaccine and the virus go after Latino community sixty percent more than other community. You're not putting two and two together right there. No, I just want to be a voice for the Latino community. What about the five San Diego football players that just got done gang banging and beating and beating a woman? 
And, and, and what, what about that? Oh, no. What about that, uh, Megan Hunt? Are you going to talk about that? Are you going to bring that up? Oh, no, 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 no. It was a bunch of black people. I don't want to sound racist. I don't want to seem racist. God, sorry. What kind of what kind of world are we living in? It goes even further than that, guys. Like I said, here's another one. What about the woman that was held captive and raped? You're, I don't care if she's a drug addict or not. I don't care about any of that. We're not going to say a word against that. I'm the only one, and I'm a freaking Republican. I'm the only one that is standing up for these women. Standing up for these women and, 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 and trying to inform them that women should be armed. Women should be armed. Women should be educated about guns. Women should not be brainwashed into thinking the great equalizer is the great threat to them. That is not the case. Why do you think every, every single one of these articles, by the way, except for two of them, um, uh, one from 1979 and another one from 19, uh, 1968, the only two, all the rest of them, they've all happened within either yesterday or within the last couple days. These aren't old, old articles. This shit's brand new. I can, look up, I can look up on live time as this live feed is going on and bring up 100 more cases of women being raped by illegal immigrants. You want... Oh, fucking do it right now. I'm not playing with this. Bam. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so out in Kearney, Nebraska, a woman was actually, a, a woman said a man tried to force her, uh, force, a man tried to force himself on her, but she was able to escape and drive away. Apparently a man jumped into her car and tried to force himself. That just happened out in Kearney. All right, so... Let's go. Let's go to another one. Let's go to another one. How in Alan Alan Wick? Oh God! I hope I'm saying this. Wikipedia? 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 Out in St. Louis, a woman was a woman was accosted and robbed by five gang members. It actually says uh, five gang members. Here's another one. Here's another one. A little child was a little ch- a child was accosted by a sex offender at Disney Park, Florida. That just happened a few days ago. Man, those guys are catching it left and right. But you know, I mean, I mean, hey, 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 I'm just trying to be a voice for the Latino community, right? But we're not going to mention any of this. We're not going to talk about any of this right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Literally, someone just got killed. They have no idea what's going on. Almost every single night, almost every single night, Omaha Police Department, someone shot. Police are unable to respond. Fires breaking out everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, um, Guys, it's ridiculous. Traffic investigated needed for a code three trauma crash. Thirteen year old male was restrained backseat passenger. He's got a femur fracture. This is every day, ladies and gentlemen. But none of this, none of them will bring it up. None of them will talk about it. I'm talking every day. I mean, people are completely drugged out of their mind. They're drunk. These gangs are running the fucking street around here, and, and the police are just—they're—they're they're just going after the Christians. They're just going after the gun owners. I don't know, guys. I don't. I don't know. What to, I don't. And this needs this. We we really and, and I'm I am such a big advocate for the police all across America. But when things like this are happening, it is I I. What did I say? I put God first. 
And if and if I and if and if I and if I if I somehow become an enemy of the police, all of a sudden, then fine, dude. But I'm putting God first, okay? I'm putting God first, and then I'm putting my family, and then I'm putting my country. But I'm putting God first. We're just we're literally allowing these citizens, we're allowing our own citizens to be raped and killed and drunk every single fucking night. Thirteen year olds have FEMA fractures. Just a couple days ago, some uh, some a little child died because of a car wreck. A couple days before that, actually the day before that, a fourteen year old and a fifteen year old were dead were uh, were uh, dead because they were drunk flying you know flying across I eighty. I mean it's 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 and we're not bringing it up. It's never an issue. It's 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 never an issue. But whenever you talk about the right to self-defense, oh my God, no, there's no right, and there's no way that can help in. Like we're literally a godless country right now. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I am not saying that I have all the answers, and I would never say that. I'm simply saying that I'm looking at the statistics. I do look at the data. You know, I, I don't, and I don't go after, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I'm not biased. I don't go after a Republican set forms of data. No, I pull it right from, most of the time, I pull it right from the government website. I go to the Pentagon's website. I go to the DOJ's website. I go to right for the website. I literally print out the actual transcripts. Like when I cover uh, local news, I print out the actual transcripts of the laws that they're trying to introduce. And then I look up the videos and I listen to what they're saying. And holy Christ, yeah. Nazism is taking a strong effect here in Omaha, Nebraska. That's not to say we're not doing any good. Our community is growing stronger and stronger and stronger every day. I'm definitely not saying that. Do not get me wrong. Our community within a whole as itself is becoming more stronger and more stronger and more stronger. However, the the democratic ideology that is getting pushed on these rhino Republicans and they're allowing they're allowing these things like critical race theory to be shoved into schools. They're allowing these things to be presented to the Republicans on TV like, oh, well, no, we're fighting against this. But then in school, suddenly we're seeing it pop up everywhere. Man, thank God. I'm, 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 you know, thank God the, the school that my daughter's going to, guys. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. Thank God for that school. That school is wonderful. That school is literally the definition of what real education looks like. I mean, if I was a millionaire, I would be donating to them already. Every every, I, I would already be donating uh, donating to them. But ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, man, you know, we we better wake up, guys. Anyways, um, that's that's gonna bring me to the end of this broadcast, guys. I know it's been a long one. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't think it was going to drive down to the fourth hour. We had a buddy that was going to come on and um, uh, discuss the gun, de- uh, gun debate with him. But I'm actually um, seeing him. He's he's podcasting right now, too. So perhaps he'll join us on our segment coming up tonight where we're going to go, um, where we're going to discuss the January 6th uh, committee because there's some just some things I want to get to. Like the libtards are so retarded. They're, they're, they're literally putting a woman on screen with a story of Donald Trump supposedly forcing the Secret Service to go back to to the uh, to the um, uh, to the White House or something like that, and her entire basis of the story is she wasn't there, she was never in the car, but she knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that was in the car, and the libtards is um, as 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 I'm sorry for saying this as retarded as they are, they're running with it. You're like, oh my god, like that's fact. Of course that happened. Like, like yeah, why how could she lie? She wasn't there at all. She just heard it from a friend. That was the friend, that was the friend. I mean, 
Duh, it's that simple. I mean, man. It, we, I mean, just just this the the mental gymnastics, the mental gymnastics of these people. It's it's outstanding. It's outstanding. It is outstanding. But we do have a lot of great things to look forward to here in the state of Nebraska because the 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 farmers here in the state of Nebraska are pushing back very hard against Biden's thirty thirty plan, and they should. They should. You know, even the farmers are sitting there thinking to themselves, you know what? I mean, all that money that we are getting from the Biden administration, that we are getting from the World Health Organization, that we're getting from the United Nations, that money is all good and everything. But dang, man, I really, really do love farming. No, you will not farm. We are dropping our net emissions down to 30. The diesel companies are putting out tabloid after tabloid talking about, dude, we're about we're going to run out of diesel in late August. If something doesn't happen, we cannot continue to refine oil. Transportation companies right now are putting out tabloid after tabloid. Hell, Warren Warren Company, the Warren Trucking uh, Distribution right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I think, I mean, they have some other companies elsewhere, but Warren, even the Warren Trucking Industry is getting into it, saying that, guys, we can't keep on doing this transportation shit. We can't find diesel. I mean, for crying out loud. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to cut this off right here. Thank you very much for joining me on uh, this this beautiful day. We will see you tonight. And up next is Band.Video Alex Jones, ladies and gentlemen. So he's up next. Please follow me right here on Anchor and or Spotify or on Rumble if you just want the video feed. And follow my Twitter. If you're looking for any of these short little videos, just a simple little short little videos, go follow me on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. All these videos are always posted up there. And or follow me on Instagram for some cute little pictures of, you know, of me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, always remember, it's not your job to be nice. Being kind, that you can do. It's not your job to accept everything. Uh, is, is Should you make it your job to tolerate some things? I do believe you should. Honestly, do believe you should. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay armed, stay strong, stay informed. I will see every single one of you patriots, you info warriors out there. We will keep Nebraska great. Nebraska is great. Be proud to be part of a Nebraska. If it wasn't for Nebraska, if it wasn't for the no-name Republicans, if it wasn't for the Free Soil Society and these militias that stood up to the Southerners, the Civil War probably would have never happened. So be proud to be from Nebraska because it is in the Midwestern grit that we can change the world, ladies and gentlemen. So you better watch out, Democrats. We're not playing around at all. I'll see you out there.